Oh, hey, didn't see you over there. You just clicked on the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're going to be talking about The Flash, season finale, and we got a special guest. There's another random dude in my house. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jock and Nerd. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Episode uh, 14 of episode, the Jockey Nerd for, uh, Podcast. The, po- the cast pod of the 14. This yes. is episode 14. Uh, my name's Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And I'm so excited I'm going to explode. Why? Because I just like, in between shows, this is all I think about. I look forward to this every day. To talking? Yes. Yeah. Just to geeking out with our listeners. Um, but I'm not going to explode because that would be awkward because we have a, a, we have third, a, spe- yeah, we have we have a special person. guest sitting right in front of me. I yeah. don't want to explode all over him. Anthony, this is your random guest week. Yeah. Uh, who is this motherfucker right here? This guy's Erwin, and uh, we went to college together, and he uh, he likes likes TV too, I think. Right, Erwin? What's going on, guys? There he is. Hi, Erwin. So, so how's this work? Do I get a cool nickname too? Uh, you could be the is Erwin. That, is that something that's <laughs> earned at the end? Uh yeah, it, we'll figure that out. At it the might end. be. I think things will become a lot clearer um, at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a bigger, better feel for your personality. So and we then didn't we'll, give Rex a nickname. Well, because he was just jacked. Rugboy came with his own <laughs> nickname, so. Yeah, we'll figure something out. That wasn't my fault. Yeah. Well, plus, yeah, it's, he's Rugboy. Plus, if you guys have listened to the last episode, we had Rugboy, so. Uh, Erwin's got a lot to live up to. I mean, I'm not expecting Rugboy size contributions because that's just Rugboy. Like nobody can do that. No, but he's also homeless too, yeah, so he can. This Erwin actually is like a real person and can do things. Yeah, Rugboy has a lot of free <laughs> Rugboy time. has free time. He has a lot of free time on his hands. But apparently, I've met Erwin before, which you I, have. I just found out. You know, you, when we met him, you, we were in line for the Winter Soldier, and you just started drawing him. Yes, he didn't even know that you were drawing him. That's really creepy, man. I I don't think I knew he was your friend when I started drawing him. I was like, I'm going to draw that guy. Or you told me. I think I pointed it out yeah. to you and you're like, I'm going to draw him. I was like, that's the guy I drew. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I'm glad you're here. This is going to be a lot of fun. You're a big Flash fan, I take it. Yeah, I love the Flash. Love all the TV shows. Um, is this the first podcast you've been on? Yeah, dude. All right, dude. That's another Popping the cherry. Po- that's another podcast cherry popped. I think we've popped three podcast cherries so far. I love virgins. This is fantastic. <laughs> Jock and nerd. I mean, we're, uh, you you want your podcast cherry pop? Send us an email. Show a jogging nerd. We'll have you on. That's what we do here. We're popping podcast cherries in 2015. Yeah, uh, long time. So that's great. So you know what? I uh, uh, with every guest, although I didn't do this with Rugboy because he was my guest, but with all of his guests, I have to calibrate that my geekometer, my nerd geekometer. I'm going to ask you a couple of, of softball questions, and they might get harder. No pressure. No pressure. Just <laughs> I'm nervous. So we're going to start, and since we're going to talk about um, the Flash uh, season finale this weekend, we're going to do a little some DC related questions. All right. Okay, yeah. So Batman. Everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows his butler's name was Alfred. What was Alfred's last name? Pennyworth. Oh, Boom. shit. Uh, Uh-oh. There you go. Right. There we go. Oh, shit. All right. That's good. I'm uh, very impressed and pleased and very excited. Now. Aroused, even. We're going to get a little bit harder. <laughs> I wrote this down so you guys can see him. Can you name me any two Green Lanterns? Oh, shit. <laughs> I might have stumped Erwin. Hell, Jordan, John Stewart. Okay. Easy one. That, that's, that's good. That's valid. <laughs> that's valid. I'm not going to. I had another bonus harder question. Do it. He's already gotten two. You're two for two. Okay. Yeah. This one is gets even tougher. Can you name me the home planet of the Green Lanterns? Ooh. Oh, man. 
Oa. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well done. Wow, you passed. I think you passed even better than Rex did. Oh, way better. Right? Rex, we should have right. kicked him out when yeah, he yeah. didn't know who the Punisher was. You know was. what? We uh, cancel Rex's next booking. Yeah. We're going to go. We're, <laughs> gonna, we're <laughs> throwing Irwin in. Irwin's back. All right. We're Irwin's Irwin, already, already <laughs> Irwin's yes. in. Now, I have to mention something sitting here looking at the two of you guys. Uh-oh. You're at once. Something strikes me as a little bit odd, listener. I don't know how to say this. Well, you motherfuckers look very similar. You have a lot of resemblances. What's the fucking deal here? Erwin, I think, is Filipino as well. Which oh, is shit. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's makes... why that's we all we all kind of look alike. Yeah. Even though I'm only half, we all still look alike, like um Chris Tucker said to Jackie Chan in uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> all y'all look alike. It's true. You're all a little Manila. Speaking <laughs> of Manila, which Speaking is a, of... a city in the Philippines. Uh, why don't you tell us some news about the Philippines? Yeah, so um, we actually recently partnered with uh, Podcast.ph, uh, which is based in the Philippines, and they're distributing our content. Oh, are they? All around the world. Oh, and yeah. we're getting a huge Filipino audience. And should we talk about how we got to this point? Yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, the show deals with the season finale of Flash, which is about parallel universes, uh, choices splitting off into alternate timelines, yeah. forks in the road. Will you explain the exact chain of events that led these two schmucks to have huge plays in fucking the Philippines? Awesome. Yeah. So you were listening to a podcast about podcasting. Like the nerd that really I am. fucking nerdy. Yes. Um, loser. Yeah. And then you heard that about the Clamor app. So then you got on Clamor. You started making Clamors. And then they yes, started favoriting our shit on Twitter. Yes, they did. Then you and Parviz started direct messaging. I suggested to you that you should have Parviz on the show. Yep. I connect with Parviz on LinkedIn. He notices that I was in Philippine Student Association in college. He hooks me up with Martin Andenar, who runs podcast.ph and a lot of TV stuff over there. Yep. I get on his show. Yep. And boom, voila. He finds out I'm Filipino and can talk and not know anything about technology. <laughs> and now we're being distributed on podcast.ph. So well, and then he's know. like, I will put all your shows on my page. Like he, and then uh, the thing is, all those things had to happen in that order. Exactly. In that time frame. Like, what are the odds? Had I just, had I done what I usually do when I listen to podcasts and took no action and did nothing <laughs> when I heard about, I was like, oh, Clamor's cool. Whatever. Next fucking podcast. No. For some reason, I decided to like, that sounds cool. I'm going to download this. Thing. And then the fucking chain of events reaction. Wow. Right. I mean, wow. you weren't even thinking of having Parviz on the show. I had to suggest it to you. No. And then I had to link in with Parviz. It's been great though. Yeah. And yeah. Then now we're. We're getting distributed to the Philippines. And, What's up, Manila? And uh, what, all. Saudi Arabia and yeah. Qatar? Because oh, they're all, all, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of immigrants of, there. Yeah. Where are you from? Do you know where your family's from in the Philippines? Manila. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Shout out to the homeland. There you yeah, go. There you go. Represent. So, <laughs> <laughs> so random. I'm sorry. Like, we're huge in Chicago, Northumberland, Northumberland and the England. Philippines. The Philippines, yeah. Quezon sh- City, I think, is still number one. Is it still number yeah. one? I think in Manila and Quezon City were battling. And like Makati and. A bunch of other places, so. Hey, you guys are global, man. Oh, my God. This is an international show. But you know what that means is every promo we play, every plug we mention, you are getting exposure in the Philippines. So if you guys want your promo on our show, you want to come on, just contact us. Show at jockandnerd.com. We'll tell you how to contact us in a minute. Yeah. However, for new listeners, if this is your first show, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 13. Oh, yeah. It was possibly the most funnest show to record and the funniest fucking show to date. Oh, the gosh. I mean, this, I mean, listening back to it, what the fuck? We <laughs> unleashed to the world 
the rug boy. Yeah. Uh, and if you if you want to know what the rug boy is, just you can follow him on Twitter now. Which I was like, what the shit? They just hand out Twitter accounts to anyone? I guess yeah, they do. They do. Follow if you listen to the show. You want to connect with rug boy? You can follow him at real rug boy because I guess somebody had rug boy. Someone had that. Okay, yeah, it's whatever. at real rug. Boy. But he's a real one. He think, really does sleep on rugs. I think yeah. at real rug boy needs to beat the shit out of the other one and he's, just take the fucking Twitter handle. Probably can't yeah. muscle him. Uh, so the last show is at jockingnerd.com slash 13. We may have created a monster. I don't know. This could be good for society or it could be the downfall. It's going to be horrible. Of all it's horrible. We'll definitely have him on the show. Again. Yeah, That's we'll definitely show. have him on yeah. the show. He might I, even make, I want, I want, might hear his voice later. I, I want you guys to start have hashtag Filipinas trending on Twitter. Can we do that? Is that possible? No, it's not possible. Damn it. It's a rug boyism. <laughs> it's a rug boyism and, uh, we need to spread it, uh, we're also doing something else quite new and yeah. fun. Yeah, so we're going to be recording a live show at Pastimes Comics and Games in Niles. Oh, shit. Which is just right... Oh, I, there you go. Right I, outside of Chicago. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, we that's did, the local comic book store that we frequent every Wednesday. And June be at 14th. 7, 7 p.m., June 14th. Sunday, June 14th at 7 p.m. Now, let me be clear. Th- uh, this isn't a live streamed show. No. We are just recording a show in a comic book store. Yeah. And uh, we don't really know what we're going to do. And we know, listen, we have the stats. We know half of you fuckers listening right now are in the Chicagoland area. You better show up. Uh, June 14th, Sunday, 7 p.m. There'll be a link in the show notes, jockandair.com slash 14. We really don't know what the show is going to be. Um, my idea was uh, just come down. We have an open third mic. We can uh, Everyone can have short geek conversations. Let us know. Yeah, if you come through, we'll probably have you on the show. You can be on the yeah. show. You can tell friends about on the show. You can basically just tell us what do you like to nerd up, nerd about? What do you like to geek about? What is your passion? I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll interview the staff, of course, Eric and Dwight and the uh, the owner and uh, whatever else the fuck happens. I yeah. don't know. Erwin, what are you doing that day? Uh, probably going to hang out with you guys All now. right. <laughs> I like him already. Rex, never come back. Uh, so, uh, you know what? It's not a live recording, but... It'll, we, it'll be, I mean, there'll, it'll be, do we consider live streaming the audio? Uh, Our friends well, in Northumberland have already said they would listen because it would be like 2 a.m. in the morning for them. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'll fucking listen. If I was we live like, stream it? yeah, because I mean, I could do a thing where it's a live stream and there's a little chat box and people can actually send us messages live. I don't know. It's getting we'll, a little bit complicated. We'll talk about this later. We don't, re- you know, people don't recommend new podcasts to just jump into the live thing, but how much fun is that? It turns, it turns into something else, you know? YOLO, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, you only YOLO once. <laughs> you can so, only YOLO once. That's, that's right. Uh, if you guys come down also Sunday, June 14th, 7 PM pastimes, comic and Niles pastimes is running a graphic novel spotlight sale. So they'll have 20% off books. Um, like Flash Rebirth, which is like what the Flash show is about, and Gotham Central, which is an awesome police procedural comic book without Batman, which should have been what that fucking Gotham show was about, but is not. <laughs> no, it's not. It kind of started like that, and then they just fucking went all willy-nilly. Shout out to Barbara on Gotham. Oh, my God. Kill her already. <laughs> uh, but so you could take advantage of some good sales. You could see our ugly mugs in person. Uh, there may be stickers involved. I don't stickers. Know. Yeah, you might get a sticker. All right. Whatever. Uh, I haven't told you what I've been doing. What the fuck? I, yeah, I like to, you know me, I tinker in, <laughs> in, in, in my spare time. Um, so uh, so speaking of tinkering, here's something, oh, else here's something else that I have added for our lovely listeners. Basically, guys, I want to make it easy to hear from you. So we have our lovely voicemail line, 312-248-4376. That's 312-248-HERO. You can send us a tweet at Jock and Nerdcast, you can go to our Facebook place, 
uh, page, place, Facebook. Yeah. Jock and nerd. Place slash jock and nerd. Um, but now we have a speak pipe. What the fuck is a speak pipe? Exactly, my friend. Well, that's not the reaction I wanted. <laughs> a speak pipe is a really easy way for you guys to send us an audio comment right from the computer. So check it out. There's a bunch of ways. If you go to our website right now, on the right side, there's a big red button. It says, leave a message. All you do is you click that fucking thing. A little window pops up. You click that button. You start recording your message. You leave your name. You type it. Send. Boom. Done. It's that easy. You can so also you don't have to dial numbers or anything. You don't have to dial no numbers. All these links are be in the show notes. In fact, you can go to our Speakpipe page directly. It's speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. Do the same thing. On our Facebook page, there's a tab. Jesus Christ. It says leave us a message. It's also the same thing. You guys have made it really easy for you to send us your fucking hate mail. Uh, well, I mean, you can uh, record your hate mail, your hate you uh, can, thoughts. Your your hate voicemail message. Yeah, your hateful voice now, message. You have 90 seconds. It's the free fucking plan. I don't know if anyone's going to use it. If they do, great. I will tell you this. Rugboy has already left us a comment he about the Flash. speak pipe? Oh, yeah. He's very opinionated. I think he's probably going to use this the most. It's a way that Rugboy can still be in touch with the show yeah. without actually being here. I don't, think, I don't think I want him on this rug anymore. <laughs> you. you know how much I had to sanitize this rug after that show? Yeah, like he's dirty just he wasn't fuck. even here, but like it just, uh, so, yeah, just like the, res- the internet, he polluted the, the rug. residual, yeah, yeah. the fleas and all that. Just it was came, great. Came he's through. like that, that one character from Charlie Brown. Uh, <laughs> he's always, uh, what was his name? I don't I fucking remember. know. Anyways, send us a speak pipe. Let us know what you think. Comments, ideas, speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. Just go to our website or go to Facebook and all those other things. We right. good? I think we're good. Let's go to the news. <sighs> Hold on, let me breathe. Okay, right. we'll go to the news. <laughs> the Chalk and Ned Podcast. I told you I was very excited to be here. What's the first bit? There's a, uh, not too much, a couple of things I wanted to mention. If you are an early tech adopter and you're a listener, Erwin, are you, or would you call yourself an early adopter of tech? Late adopter. Like, what kind of phone do you have right now? <laughs> I have the iPhone 5. All right, that's not bad. That's not too bad. I'm 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 not an early adopter by pure means of uh, financial reasons. I just got a six from a four S, so I'm on the even number. So that's even worse. Five S, I consider you. You know, you're up to speed. But do you buy shit right when it comes out? Nope. Would you? What about this Apple Watch? It looks cool. Right? I don't think I would ever use it though. I so I I saw it up close on someone's wrist. It's yeah. kind of neat, like the interface and the little bubblies and uh, the commercial makes it seem super useful. Of course, but you know, with any Apple product, I usually wait for three versions in because there's gonna be fucking yeah, there's gonna be shit. glitches and shit. Yeah. But here's the cool thing: if you own an Apple Watch, if you're an early adopter, you have a, the TuneIn app built in. On so that that's Apple, an Watch. Apple thing. Yes. Okay. That, now I don't know if the podcast app is on there, but the TuneIn podcast app—they have a great app designed specifically for the Apple Watch. Now, if you have an Apple Watch, you have TuneIn. If you have TuneIn, you can listen to our show right off of your Apple Watch from your watch. Yes, because we are in TuneIn. We are. We are also in iTunes, Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud, Player FM, and TuneIn. TuneIn Radio. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, uh anywhere else than those places go find us on those places and then you can listen to us off your watch if you're yeah on tune in i'm right on tune in just search jock and nerd podcast i think you can hit subscribe i don't really know because i can't afford one now if somebody wants to send me one i will check it out and let you know how it works but i i'm imagining a really awesome interface from the people of tune in because i mean they're smart to jump on this and design an app right for this are watch. you going to listen to a podcast though from your watch i mean i don't even know how that works yeah. like do you still 
You're just like carrying your watch and your watch. Yeah, but do you, you plug in headphones audio. to the watch or is it still connected to your phone in your pocket? I don't know. I don't own an Apple watch, but Well somebody let us know. Yeah. Uh, send us a speakpipe. <laughs> Speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. How does the Apple Watch work? We're very interested. And so is the Philippines, I'm pretty sure. The Philippines is probably really interesting. Oh, they love the Apple Watch. Do they? Yeah. How do you know I, that? I don't know. Okay, good. <laughs> Philippines, Philippines, if you could oh, if you could let us know if you love the Apple Watch, it, it would it would be appreciated. Uh, the next thing I found kind of randomly on the interwebs is uh, Frank Miller is writing a third Dark Knight Returns series. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Actually, it's not that cra- it is. It is not that crazy because there's a movie coming out. So I'm sure yeah, he's like jumping on that. Some right of here. this seems to be a money grab. Erwin, have you read the Dark Knight Returns? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you oh, really should. So I'm missing out. It is. Uh, it's not only a, a great how it's great literature. Like it's amazing. It's a commentary on uh, the '80s. Uh, Some of that stuff is a little dated, though. The it's 80s a. Shit. I mean, but the talking heads, oh. news media, way, society that he was kind of projecting like that happened, right? And uh, I think now some of these like like the uh, the mutant groups and the little sub militia groups like that seems a little more interesting now. But definitely read. I put a link in the show notes for anyone. Batman versus Superman. You can already see yeah. some of the influence with um that that trailer with the talking heads. Yeah. That's straight. Listen, on. every movie since the nineteen eighty nine Batman has pulled from fucking the Dark Knight Returns. Him, like, Batman in the uh, like that tank suit is straight out of the comic. right from Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Uh, that's in, in the end of that. And so I. I now, to repeat for people who don't know, it's a story that takes place in the future. Batman, Bruce Wayne's like 60. Batman's kind of retired and he comes out of retirement. There's a, 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 he has a new Robin. It's this girl named Carrie Kelly. And uh, the Joker comes out. He breaks out of the prison. He has to deal with that. There's mutants. There's like militias. Uh, president a Ronald, there's a two-faced storyline. Ronald Reagan's still president. And he sa- he sends two good goody two-shoes Superman after Batman. And they fight, and it's awesome. It's great. And there was a sequel. Which was I heard was really shitty. I it have was not read that. shite, as they say in Northumberland. It was not that good. I would skip that. This third one, though. Oh, this one's going to be good now? I don't know. He's got, a, he's got a lot riding on it. First of all, it's, very, it's called Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, which hmm. is a very interesting uh, title already. How old do you think Batman is? I mean, he was like 60 in that. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the different thing about this one is that he Miller is not writing and drawing this by himself. He's gonna have help by Brian Azzarello. Who, oh, he's good. Who is awesome? Yeah, we've read the. He, he did the Hundred Bullets. Uh, he's been a regular, and he Wonder did the Woman. Jo- Wonder Woman and the Joker. Yeah, the one where I the forgot Joker graphic novel. The Joker graphic novel. Oh my really god, Azzarello! Azzarello is great. So. I, I think that'll help Frank a little bit because it'll keep him on task. And, yeah. Uh, and make, make it not too crazy. And they've been collaborating for a while. There's, there've been no plots, but uh, one rumor is that it has to deal with an aging Carrie Kelly. She has to find her replacement, I guess, before he finds his replacement. Cause he's getting, how away. could she be eight? She was like 15. Well, maybe this place plays. Uh, <laughs> so how old is Bruce Wayne? If she's like aging, He's got to be like 140. And then I guess Superman's also going to be in it because like his logo's on here and it's bleeding and he doesn't age and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know. We'll see. Like, I think he needs to redeem himself. I think part of it is money grab to tie into this movie. Frank Miller is huge, but he's still talented, dude. He can make uh he's just got to uh, re-envision things and kind of re-envision his own style. Maybe I'm done talking about this. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to <laughs> Something Irwin has brought to the table. Yeah. So it, the the Supergirl pilot leaked and uh, leaked what this week, Irwin? 
Yeah. And That's, uh, oh, shit. I mean, we watched that six-minute trailer, which was almost like the whole pilot. So I kind of feel like I know what happens, but Erwin, you yeah, saw the whole thing. He's the one that saw it. Yeah, so. I actually saw the entire leaked pilot. Oh, my God. So if the FBI is listening to this, then, like, they, they know that I pirated this. <laughs> well, they don't have your last name. Listen, so my name is Imran. I'm already on a list. So <laughs> you fuckers we're, are. We're, I'm on the index now. You, are, you, are, you <laughs> fuckers like are indexed the minute you set foot in this place. So don't worry about it. What did we ask? So how was it? Was what it, did you uh, think, Arwen? What was it about? It wasn't bad. Uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The trailer or the extended trailer that they released does give away a lot, but I would say they saved all the cooler stuff for uh, the actual pilot. Because I was impressed by that plane uh, scene and in the like, trailer, yeah, yeah, and the special effects. I was like, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty badass. Like, is there more of that in the show? Oh, the special effects. Might be the best I've seen in oh, a snap. superhero oh, wow. TV show. Really? Either CBS is like putting a lot of money into this pilot or like the the series overall just has a lot of money behind it. But the special effects are top notch. Well, I think CBS would have a little bit more money than a CW, but like it would be more ABC level. ABC level, yeah. Do you, it was the, uh, the tone I got or the vibe I got from the trailer was it was like kind of uh, like romantic comedy almost like girl uh, chick flick. Kind of so with like any pilot, they're kind of trying different things and you can definitely tell with this pilot, they're, they're trying to make it all things. So they have, you know, the kind of devil wears Prada type of vibe. And then you have, you have the superhero parts, which are very reminiscent of the pilot for the flash. Oh, okay. So you can kind of tell that they're kind of, they're learning and adapting and using what worked yes, to suck people in and then trying to broaden it. It's very much the young person trying to learn how to be a superhero type of plot that they're trying to kind of like a peter parker yeah. or Gra- or <laughs> flash very Allen. Yeah. uh so would you say something for everybody or is are they specifically because i felt i said it in the last episode i feel like this will have like the widest appeal of audience wise definitely definitely something for everyone in this wow so you liked it i thought it was i thought it was solid it has a lot of potential i think like the flash uh melissa benoist uh the one that's cast as Kara. yeah mm-hmm. She's got a lot of uh, likability, so I think this is going to be on her shoulders, whether it does well or not. That's huge. I mean, that's really what it all comes yeah, down like, to. Yeah, because we'll be talking about the Flash. But you Grant love Felicity. Gus, Grant Gustin you carries love Flash. Garrett, Grant Gustin. Yeah. You know, and if she can be likable like that, then that's great. Uh, will you watch it? Definitely. Yeah? Yep. Mm. It's got my thumbs up. Really? Oh, shit. That means we just have another fucking show to review every week. These are going to be 12-hour shows by the time the yeah, I know. season this starts. Yeah, a miserable experience. Oh, boy. Well, what are you guys going to do when there's no TV shows? Oh, oh you'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You'll see. This shit's, this shit's going to get wacky. Yeah, it's going to get weird. Because <laughs> Let's get weird. <laughs> hey, if you guys listening have any ideas for us, please send them our way. Show at jockandnerd.com. There you go. But Cheap plug. Otherwise, we will figure something out. Trust me. That, you know what? I was thinking about that. But there is plenty to fucking talk about. No, there's about. always shit to talk and about. And I have, uh, and we'll go through it at the end of the show. I had a couple ideas I wanted to run by you guys and the listeners. Like, there's always something. So I feel like not having the shows is actually going to free us up. And having the shows was a really good warm up. For starting this podcast. It gave us a lot of running, shit to talk about. Yep, right running away. up to these 14 episodes. It's like you didn't have to worry about content. Yeah. It was there. You just had to, uh, you know, be prepared yeah. and research it and be and, and just talk about it like we were talking about anyway. Yeah. It's all good. We're just recording the conversations we would have had yeah. in my car regardless. If you guys don't like it, go <laughs> fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, like a you're, a, you're, a big, you're a big wrestling fan, are you not? Me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. MMA? 
Uh, not the same. MMA and wrestling, not the same. They are different. You're talking about professional wrestling. What about right? professional wrestling? Pro-, pro wrestling, meaning fake wrestling. Exactly. Yes. No, I'm now, but what that. about like, isn't it sad you have to call it amateur wrestling, the real wrestling? Right. Amateur wrestling when is the real wrestling. That's the real wrestling. When professional wrestling is, I mean, those guys get a lot of respect for me because they're, they're doing physical shit and they get injured all the time, but... I mean, it's not real wrestling. I mean, the, the genre of sports entertainment that they've there created, you, you cannot deny the power. It has. I don't think the wrestling fans will like the, the term sports entertainment. I no? Think they were, I think they're like, no, it's pro wrestling. Like They're getting real hardcore it's about It's professional that. sports entertainment you wrestling. You watch wrestling, Erwin? Erwin, are you, you like WWF? <laughs> no. You a big John Cena guy? Nope. <laughs> cool. Well, I we know got, he was in like an action movie. He was. He was in uh, The Marine, I think. He's been uh, in a couple movies, actually. Dude, I was in the old school, like, Hulk Hogan back I like Hulk 80s. Hogan, That was yeah. it. Like, when I was a kid. And then I kind of grew out of it. Not to... <laughs> I'm not... This is not... The reason I bring this up... Why is, are we bashing because, wrestling right now? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to turn people on to a old school wrestling podcast. Perfect. A podcast about old school wrestling. If you guys like old school wrestling, you might like Great this show. Great transition. Right? Oh, boy. For the very best in old school wrestling talk and interviews... It's World Domination with Terry Garvin Sims. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, former pro wrestler Terry Sims, a.k.a. Terrence the Beauty Garvin, welcomes wrestling greats of the 80s and 90s for a hard-hitting, no-holds-barred look at the life and times of pro wrestling before it became sports entertainment. Among the guests who have appeared on the show are superstar Bill Dundee, former WWE star The Patriot, Del Wilkes, and New York Times best-selling author and WWE Hall of Famer, Mick Foley. If you love old-school wrestling, you'll enjoy listening to World Domination with Terry Garvin Sims every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Find us at www.blogtalkradio.com slash randombrainactivity. World Domination with Terry Garvin Sims. Taking over the world, one radio show at a time. Pod sounds legit. <laughs> Doc and Oh boy, this All is the right. last show. Yeah, this is, now we're getting to see the meat and potatoes of this episode. But before we do, Anthony, will you give him the official Doc and Nerd uh, disclaimer here? We're going to spoil the shit out of everything. Damn so straight. If you haven't watched the Flash season finale yet, Flash season one, episode 23, fast enough, you're fucked because we're spoiling everything. And... Uh, you can look at the show notes. We'll give you the time of... Uh, well, there's only one show, though. Yeah. So what you want to do is... If you want to skip all the news shit and go right to The Flash, you will you can look at the show notes and That's see. That's true. Yeah. Or just pause the fucking show right now. Yeah. Go watch The Flash and come back and listen. There you go. And you will enjoy. Or you don't have to really watch The Flash and you can still just listen and That's be really true. confused. If you don't give a fuck and you're just here for us, yeah. we love you. Here for our goddamn We're gonna go. personalities. Erwin, you said you are a really big Flash uh, fan, are you not? I am. Do you read the comic books at all? Nope. All right. But the show's great. Yeah. Where? What was your first uh, introduction to The Flash? Was it this show? No. Uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of uh, the co- uh, the cartoon shows, Justice League. Um, that was pretty much my introduction to The Flash. And then just, since then, just casually following comics. That show introduced your generation to like everybody. Yeah. John Stewart, Green Lantern, Superman, oh, Wonder Justice Woman. Show, yeah, yeah man. I, I forget how influential it is to- uh, yeah, Everyone thought Green Lantern was black. Yeah. I mean, he is black, but yeah. they thought he was the one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he they didn't know Hal there was- was the first one. And Actually, he, before there was Hal Jordan. But that's the thing. He yeah. was the one until they decided to yeah. bring Hal back from the dead. Right. Just like Barry Allen and the Flesh. Jeff Johns bringing Barry, Barry back because, you know, everyone- 
Wait, was that Barry Allen Flash in that show? No, it was Wally West. It was so, well, again. It was the Wally West same thing. And then Jeff Johns, brilliant DC mind that he is, he's like, I'm bringing both these fuckers back, and I got two new hit fucking characters. you know characters to to build off of. And well, he's also like in love with the like the Silver Age. Yeah, Jeff Johns. And so. I mean, because of you, what he's done with the Green Lantern, you guys should read that. Is because it, of me? Because of you, I got to enjoy it. Oh, you're talking. To, <laughs> are you talking to Jeff? Are you addressing? Yeah, him? Jeff. Okay. Because of Anthony, what you did. <laughs> I'm saying I did not know until you told me. Yeah, yeah. And I went and read it, and it's unbelievable. But that this is not a show about the Green Lantern. No. This is about, what do you think of the season finale? Yeah. So, Irwin being our guest, you get to go first. Well, but let me give some preface, though, on Irwin. Yeah. Me and Irwin and this other guy, Rex, and there's a couple other guys. We have a group me, and we always, like, discuss, like, TV shows and movies. So Irwin always, like, just gushes, gushes over the flash. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> yeah. uh, where you drop the geek boner. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Geek boner. I gotta. I should it's not like be he, told like, to do that. I'm it's fucking like, dropping the ball. It's here. like Irwin is has a full on erection every time he wants. No, I don't know. I'm not gonna speak for him. Irwin, what did you think in the Flash season finale? All right. Well, uh, as uh, Jack over here is well aware, it's <laughs> it's hard for me to kind of talk about the Flash without comparing it to Arrow. Sure. Since it's Natural from you know, yeah, yeah, same Berlanti brain. Yeah, yeah, it's the there. same tone spinoff. But yeah, just the season overall, loved it. Um, really strong. There were some iffy episodes here and there but overall the overall plot was great i loved it in the finale overall i think that might have been the best hour of superhero television i've ever seen wow well yeah on network tv maybe yeah i still what do you, what do you go oh you, you're still a daredevil guy yeah, right? yeah man but that's different it's like it's apples and oranges they on network tv possibly yes i mean that, no, it was a really good hour of TV. Yeah, and yeah. I did not, like, for, I'll tell you what, every week, like, this show had fast become the show I have been looking forward to every week, even more than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Arrow. Like, suddenly I'm like, I, I can't wait for the next Flash one. And I had no idea what was going to happen. No, that's true. I knew that Flashpoint was part of it. But when that, at that point, when he's there, I'm like, I have no fucking clue. What, what, which way are they going to go? And I thought what they did was almost smarter than the Flashpoint storyline in the comic books. Oh, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just go over that since we're, you're bringing up Flashpoint. I love, well, I love the, uh, I love how they open though with a modified voiceover opening. You know, oh, usually yeah. you see him running around, but this time he was getting ready to go down and meet Harrison and, uh, and they're all there. They opened with, they use that intro as quick, the quick side note yeah. for a, uh, Going back to Supergirl, it starts with my name is Kara Zorro. Oh, no. <laughs> my name is Oliver Queen. I was like, oh, I hope that's not how they start every that's, superhero show from Oh, they do Berlanti. that a lot. My name is maybe, Barry Allen. Maybe they're connecting it's them. It's his thing. Well, who knows? Well, I mean, there are rumors that it, it could possibly be a connected universe. We'll see. But going back to the Flash... Um, I guess we'll go over that flashpoint ending. Well, the flashpoint... Yeah, let's in, get to that. The, we'll just, in the cool ending shit. for the flashpoint, yeah. he saves... Um, his mom from dying and then creates this alternate universe. In this one, obviously, he makes a different choice. Well, well, let's yeah, yeah. we we'll get to that because it's like it's it it twisted my head. I was like, what the fuck? But uh, I think it's interesting in the beginning when he's talking to Harrison that they're out of cows in the future. Oh yeah, there is no cows. He goes no burgers. He's like, yeah, there's no cows. He's like, I'm, uh, this is like I'm 136 years from now. He's I'm, I'm, uh, he was born 136 born. years from now. It's so awesome. He goes, but that's not what you wanted to ask me. No. What this what was great about this episode is normally the the last episode of a, like a superhero show. They, it's just the big confrontation between the villain and the hero. In this one, it was more of a an emotional. It was very personal. It was yeah. a personal confrontation. It was more of a decision. Yeah. And there was a lot of character moments. Um, 
I thought Grant Gustin killed both him and Tom Cavanaugh. And first of all, I'm sorry that I couldn't fucking remember Tom Cavanaugh's name last week. I feel like an idiot. Tom Cavanaugh and Grant Gustin were so solid this episode. Really, the whole cast, which is part of the strength of the show, the whole cast is an incredible ensemble cast. They all know their parts. They know where they fit in. They use them all just enough, you know, despite Iris. And it's not the actress's fault. She is doing the best with what she's given. And she's really good at it. Uh, it's What's, just the fucking writing is all, you know, not the best for her. But Grant Gustin and Kavanaugh, dude, were amazing. So was uh, Jesse L. Martin, who they plays are, he's Joe great West. Too. Yeah, Wesley the, Ship was really good. The whole, like, top to bottom, the cast is amazing. Think about everyone. They're all great actors. Everyone, like, acted their ass off in this Yeah, episode. and you, I mean, you were there. You felt every emotional beat. Like, I was with them. Like, I, it, was, it was heart-wrenching when that moment happened. Well, I mean, Grant Gustin made like he cried a lot in this episode, but he made crying not like, oh, you're a pussy. Like he he made it like, oh man, like this is legit. Like I feel for his yeah. emotions. Yeah, right he now. made yeah. uh, he was uh, yeah, he made crying. He, was, man he made later. crying cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the part where he's, I mean, the the conversations he's having with like Joe and Wesley, or, um, Wesley Ship, his dad. Um, I mean, those were just the, some of the best parts of that whole episode. Well, opinion. basically, uh. Uh, Thawne Eobard uh, you know he tells him the plan he goes this is what is going to happen you're going to run really fucking fast in a circle we're going to disperse a little particle you hit it right it'll open a wormhole you'll have a minute 52 they love that number 52 is and everything have you noticed that no is that something they, that's an inside comic <clears throat> the new 52 is a reboot of dc comics right. which actually was caused out of flashpoint the actions of flashpoint basically it's 52 because they had launched 52 titles at once and there's 52 alternate and worlds. there's 52 alternate universes in, in the dc universe aren't they so, doing that over though uh, sort of, sort of. but they, it still <laughs> deals with the 52 universes. There's okay. a convergence or some a shit. A lot of, like on Arrow and Flash, like the, if you notice what the news is, it's news, Channel 52. Channel 52, yeah. they love that. I love oh, that. I never they shove that, that Easter egg, egg yeah. anywhere. Anyway, so then he says, you have a minute 52 to go save your mom. In the meantime, that's not enough time for me to escape from this time into the wormhole using, oh, so many great name drops. Like Cisco is making a time sphere which is also a thing from the comic books Mm -hmm. for him to travel to his time. Now I thought it was funny how Barry asks like three or four people their advice. And every time he's like, someone tell me what to do. I I was like, bitch, you just asked three people in a row what to do. And you're getting advice by the time he's talked to Iris. He goes, I just want someone to, you asked fucking Joe, your father, Dr. Stein told you what to do. And he still can't figure out. He just kept saying that. I was like, this is odd. Well, don't you think that's a huge decision though? Yeah, but don't say no one's telling me you had four, you were given four, four advices. Well, you're well, angry. Well, that's Barry Allen though, right? He's yeah. always thinking yeah. about everyone yeah. else before himself. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's very, it's yeah. He's that's always, why Irwin's on the show. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's always trying to do the right thing, which is not always the easiest thing. Or the thing you want to do, and he they relay that so well with him. Like, he should be Peter Parker. Damn it. Well, yeah, to going back to Peter Parker, I mean, this is like that moment, right? This yeah. is Uncle Ben dying. Yep. This is Bruce Wayne's parents dying. Yep. It's all that wrapped into one and given a second choice, too. If you could change that, would you change it? And, and But then you lose the relationships you had. Well, you know, Dr. Stein right away goes, Barry, if you go, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. None of this, you know, your life will... They're living in it. Basically, the minute he he saved himself, they they are living in that alternate universe. Right. If he does this, it'll shoot off into another alternate universe, and they could not know each other. You know, to the point where before he was going to start, he was like saying goodbye to everyone. 
like legit saying goodbye. I'm, I'm probably never going to see you again. If he does, I mean, he won't. Well, he he won't have any recollection of that. That those interactions. Right. He'll, he'll regrow up. Basically, he'll live so then, and he'll start again as a kid. I, I take that as Doctor Signs like saying Barry, you really shouldn't do this. So then he goes ask Joe. And in fact, he doesn't even ask Joe. Joe's like, no, you got to do this. It's the only way. And he fucking like storms out. Yeah. And he's just like, look, you have an opportunity. You got to do this. Then he goes to his fucking father. He's that was like, a great scene. He's like, I don't know what to do. And his dad, shockingly, uh, tells him not to go, not to change the past. He's And I love his reasoning. He's like, I love you for what you are, what you've become. You know, again, this thing about adversity and, and, and stuff making you a different person. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just making me think of a lot of choices you make in your own life. And, like, yeah, if you did one thing differently, where would you go? Yeah. You no, know? this this conflict was, I wrote down, this was way better than the, you were, you were comparing it to Arrow. This was way better than the Arrow oh, conflict yeah. this season. Oh, yeah. Where the Arrow conflict was just like, oh, the city's going to be threatened again and I have to be the next rise or whatever. It was not, this was so much more personal. And Yeah. And then Iris tells him to do what he wants to do. But the whole time there is a threat of if this goes wrong, there could be a giant black hole singularity, you know, to sucking up the whole world. That is the, the one downfall. There's this possibility. And, and still Barry's like, I'm going to risk it. Well, and that, and you let Thawne go, go home yeah. and not pay for yeah. his crimes. Yeah. You and know. so this was a very hard moral decision for Barry. He really had to feel for him. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I was like, the and like, and they did it so well that up until that moment when he was there, I still had no idea what what he was going to do ultimately. I don't think he knew what he no, was going to do. Either. No, he played it so well. No, no, he was great. I mean, yeah, he didn't. He had no idea. And tons of props to Iris because man, she got the shit end of all the characters this season, but that conversation that they had on the roof. So I had to watch it twice because I wanted to know exactly what she said. And she said for him to do what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, that ties yeah. in perfectly to what ends up happening there. Yeah. That was the first time too where like she, you like their conversation and it Dude, wasn't like cheesy or anything. It was Iris like did not bug me at all. No. Finally, all. it took 23 fucking episodes. <laughs> but I was like, man, it did. I was, she was fine. No, and you felt like after that conversation, they were in like a better, like they had moved on. They were on a better, in yeah. a better place. Like they weren't, there wasn't this, oh, he still likes me. Yeah. Oh, you know, like I kind of like her, whatever vibe. It, it was got, more like yeah. they're, they're friends now. They're just legit, like great friends. But it, it's confusing because she mentions like the, the hyphenation and the marriage, but that, that marriage would happen if he didn't go back. Right. right. Yeah. No, that future was still intact. Yeah, it's getting confusing. Is the intact? So Time he's travel. changing. She's like, you might change this. You might marry someone else. Well, she was like, no. She was like, if you go back, maybe we don't live together. And uh, oh, yeah. Maybe we do maybe get together. Maybe they do get together because, because we don't live together. Be- right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you know who knows what's going to happen, but we wouldn't have lived ever together. So maybe like you, you don't feel afraid to make a move on me or something like that. Yeah, you know all these. That's the I mean, there's so many possibilities. All these yeah. alternate possibilities. Uh, I made one little science geek note, which is kind of cool. Is uh, well said, Barry. They figured out that Doctor Science figured out that Barry had to travel at Mach two to to do this to hit it right. Mach two is one thousand five hundred twenty two miles per hour. If you notice on the readout when he started running, he was at like fifty nine, like real quick. Like he got there super fast and went faster when he started uh, seeing the speed force. Which we're gonna get to that. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, I love the bit about uh, uh, I like how they made uh, Cisco and Ronnie like he was g- making dumb jock jokes, even though they're like both scientists. Ronnie, uh, yeah, yeah, towards Ronnie. They there had- was some weird though. That that was weird because Ronnie's like 
he's making jock jokes, but he's a scientist too. He right exactly. And like even engineer. Um, yeah. yeah, he's an engineer. And he's a smart and motherfucker. Caitlin too was playing that was the only downfall was Caitlin was playing dumb too. She'd be like, What's that? What's a singularity or something? She said that. I'm like, she's a fucking scientist. That's a good point. You for should- the audience. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying like someone else should have asked, like maybe Joe, you know, someone that Eddie. Or Eddie, like, yeah, what's singularity? Not fucking Caitlin. That's a good point. She's like, <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I know what it is. Uh, but, uh, um, that was the only bad thing about the episode. Everything else is good. We also, we get a little bit more about, uh, Cisco's powers. Yeah. Uh, that was great. That was Five. huge. Geek I've been waiting for that the whole time. So basically Wells, he tells him, uh, he brings up the fact he goes, or the time you killed me. And Wells is like, what are you talking about? He goes, it was a different timeline, blah, blah, blah. Um, he Wells tells him he can see through the vibrations of the universe. And when he said vibrations, Geek like, boner. there it is. <laughs> vibrations. You're such a fucking nerd. Holy so, shit. So <laughs> turns out he may have been affected by the particle accelerator. He was, he was definitely affected. And uh, I don't know how these powers will manifest. Maybe it's just in his head or can he control them? That was really cool. You have to wonder if he already knew that Cisco will in his time. Oh, yeah. No, he, because look, he says, well, says a great and honorable destiny awaits you now. Just remember who gave you this life out of love. Like he's almost setting him up for what's going to happen. Like he knows that Cisco becomes a, a great hero in the future. He would know all of this. He but, was really good in this episode. Talk yeah, to him, dude, Cisco, they're so, uh, the whole cast is so good. He's, he's so great. He's funny, but uh, I mean, you know, he definitely was, uh, the whole cast was great. I'm And I'm glad they, they're moving forward with this vibe thing. So let's get to the when they're they're traveling. They they finally he gets to back to time time traveling. Wow, time traveling to the uh, past. <laughs> well, wait before Ugh. that. There's an important moment with Eddie, which actually oh, yeah. causes oh, yeah. a whole so chain good. reaction where they're in the lab and Stein's like going over some sciencey shit, and Eddie's like, uh, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna go get a sandwich. But the Stein's like, wait, you you are the most interesting one out of all of this. You are the one thing us as scientists cannot even account for. It's the wild card. He's a wild card. You are a coincidence. You're an anomaly. You know, what are the odds that this guy from the future will come back to where his great, great, and I wrote it down, it was four greats, great, (laughs) great, great, great grandfather works his own bloodline like what are the odds like that's crazy he's the coincidence he's the and he says you were the only one who gets to choose everybody else is locked into this play already that's going on you are the only one who gets to choose what you do and i was like oh shit so eddie right away me takes it to me and i'm gonna go fucking get iris like this doesn't I, this iris well that was a Alan, very, shit that was that was a very very meta commentary too because Literally, like in the comics, those are Eddie was a created character for the yeah, show. Yeah, he was Ebor yeah. Thawne, which is why it kept us guessing the whole time. So he literally, you could write whatever path you wanted for Eddie. But it was genius because there's tons of Thawns in the comic books. Yeah. So you could be like, which Thawne is this, or is this even it? And you could, and the way they used him was his whole story arc was great because I didn't fucking trust him, and then I felt bad for him, and I didn't know. And like the way it ended was great. Yep. Um, <laughs> or, yep. <laughs> Uh, so, but then at that point, there's another awesome Greek reference where they figure out like he's running the calculations and it all goes wrong. And they're like, Oh, by the way, there could be a giant, uh, wormhole above the city. Right. Do you, and you guys, did you get the reference where he goes so long and thanks for the fish? No, no. I didn't get that. What, what was that? that? You didn't get that? No. It is a line from a classic geek book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. By Douglas Adams. It's at the very end of the book. Basically, uh, it's the dolphins. The dolphins are leave and turn to Earth as the Earth is being destroyed. And they go, so long and thanks for the fish. And then they take off as the Earth is destroyed. 
Which I was like, wow, that is that is a that's, <laughs> that's a that's super nerdy. That is a deep geek. I had to look it up. It yeah. even it even stumped me. I had to look it up. But uh, man, I love their references. They're on point with all their shit. So, anyways, they tell Wells, "Look, did you know about this black hole?" He goes, "Look, it's gonna work. I've been working on this." Let's just years. get to the finale, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> end part, where they where he uh, where Eddie goes or um, Eddie Barry goes back in time. Well, yeah, and uh, well, Cisco utters that awesome line. What's the line? May the speed force be with you. Oh, Talk yeah. about colliding all the cultural pop culture reference. That's why he is the master of that. Oh, Cisco, naming it and Cisco's the references. Oh yeah. my God. So, anyways, yeah, he steps in. He starts running. Wells goes run. Barry run. A lot like who said that in the first episode? He said it. Uh, wasn't it his dad? His dad. His oh, that's dad, right. While right. that whole shit was happening, his dad goes, run, Barry, run. Well, says the same thing. He starts running and he goes, and then liquids start floating. And he's like, it's working. And he starts to stay. We see the speed force. Geek moon. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We saw. So we saw a bunch he, of Easter eggs. Yes. There. He is in the speed force. It's showing him past, present, future all at once. And well, I love how uh, Wells was able to voice over what Barry was seeing while he was in the Yeah, how the fuck did he know what he was seeing? <laughs> yeah, he, what the hell? He's, <laughs> he's done that every time when he's like, uh, you know, part of it was like, he knows some experience because he's this, but every time it's like he's right there and he sees exactly. It's like, Barry, this is the speed force. But uh, the to thing your is, left is the future. <laughs> <laughs> to your well, right's the past. <laughs> He's been in the speed force. <laughs> That's he's, true. He's a he's a member. He knows what it's like. But he's what does he he sees? Here's um, what we see in order. I wrote, right. I fucking wrote it down right, right. here. We see and now now some of these may be the future. Some of these may be alternate realities. Right. We don't know. We, we have see no idea. Caitlin as Killer Frost, yeah. hot with like white makeup and goth blonde, blonde hair. It looked like, or it was like white and blue, and her face was pale with black goth makeup, and she was like doing some kind of fucking thing. That was all, that was all these. Some I got one all of them right there. Then we see uh, the Flash Museum with like a statue of him. In that, that's a big thing Geek in the comics. Yeah, yeah that's a, a great one. For him. Then we see one that they lingered on a little bit longer. It was like an older, scruffy-looking Barry in an Iron Heights prison jumpsuit at the jail, handcuffed on the phone. Yeah. What that's, I mean, is that this, it could be a parallel. Some shit happens. I was like, what is that? And I they, think this is all like teases. From yeah. The future. And that, I felt like they, they, they lingered on that one the longest. It was very strange. I think that was an obvious tease that they're going to do some kind of evil berry. Evil berry. Yeah. Oh, on. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. I wouldn't put it past them. That's a, that's a comic book thing you could do. Yeah. Why not? And then we see the, the bit from legends of tomorrow trailer. That would have been nice if we didn't see the trailer beforehand. Yeah, then we'd be like, "What the hell's that?" <laughs> oh shit! That's a good. That's a. Oh, shit. It kind of it kind of deflated the oh shit, right? Because I was like, "Oh, that's that's the fun thing." Yeah. yeah. So clearly, I don't know what that means. No, so, I have no idea what it means. Know. I don't know. And then, and then he gets there, and then he fucking gets there. And you're like, "Oh shit, this is it." He's fucking there, and I still had no idea what he's gonna do. What he's gonna do? He's watching it happen. And just as he's about to step out, so fucking badass, future Barry fucking waves him off. Oh, shit. He's like, uh, 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 you don't want to do that. Right. And no, that was, that was the, an awesome moment because then you get Barry, and Barry has to sitting back. there. Yeah. Uh, and where his mom it. is dying. He has to listen to it. He has Holy to listen to it and relive shit, it again. Well, he wasn't there when she died. No, he actually got to see it, but he got to yeah, hear it and everything. Yeah. Man, for him to, stop himself and for that to work i kind of knew though that you knew that barry was going to make the right choice which is let, well, let it happen not that barry no hey, well, barry you, you knew that i mean because if he saves his mom eddie's going to go back into the future and eddie's never going to pay for his crimes 
while if he if he actually saved his mom, Eddie was going to get away. You mean you? Uh, you mean wow. <laughs> Eobard? Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. He, yes. So yes, he you, would get You away. knew that Eobard had to eventually pay for what he's done. Well, that but, was kind of the weakest part of this whole episode, right? So the whole plan was for Barry to go back in time to change everything and then let Eobard go free? Yeah. And yeah. Why can't they just that. keep him in the jail? What? A, <laughs> yeah, why did they... I don't understand why what they couldn't just the, let him... How about they go, just kidding! We yeah. don't have a time sphere. Sorry. Yeah, you stay in jail and You're I'm going to go. stay right here. Thanks for telling me how to do that. You know, and like we've taught... we Like all these shows have this problem about putting people just in jail. And I, after listening to our episodes and me being a fucking shitty apologist yeah. and every time, <laughs> it's like, why don't you just put the guy in jail? I'm like, why don't they just put the guy in jail? Like all yeah. these people but nobody nobody goes to jail that was weak now that you bring that up why would they just let him yeah let him go good plan we'll let you go free yeah Barry Barry I mean maybe he thought it would all be different but so one thought is for him to have told him no did that means Flashpoint happened that Barry already possibly went through this and at that point has to come back and tell himself not to do it, to undo everything that he did, which is what Flashpoint is. Oh my God, time traveling is so confusing. Well, because in the comic book Flashpoint, it starts with Barry just wakes up at his desk at the newspaper or at at the police department and things are the same, but there's no heroes and his mom's alive and he goes, what the shit is this? And he eventually finds out that he... He went back in time and changed things, saved his mom. But that caused this crazy ripple to where there were no heroes. They were vilified. Everything was different. So he had to go back. You've seen Flashpoint, right? The movie? Yeah. The movie. Yeah. 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 And stop him. So that's the Barry. Is that the Barry we're seeing at that point who has already gone through this fucked up reality that he fucked everything up and he has to go back and stop Barry from doing it. Meaning like one other season you could spend on that part alone. Like the whole season could be like what happened between this Barry and this Barry for him to stop him from doing this. Well, does that tie into the future newspaper that Wells was looking at and how it said that flash disappeared in his time? Yeah. I mean, I think that is that the point he disappears. Yeah. I think it's the point he disappears is when he's chasing eboard into the past, into the past toward that moment. Yeah. It was written as a, he disappears in a Fuck, crisis. my brain hurts already. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, maybe, yeah, maybe he saw what the future would look like if he saved his mom. Because in the Flashpoint, he does end up stopping himself from saving his mom. I mean, they basically did Flashpoint, but they just left out like the whole middle bit. Right. You but, know? I mean, rumors of season two, rumors of next season, they're, they're going to deal with like alternate realities and stuff. So you can still come back to that. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, you know, and getting to that, we uh, went there. So they're building Wells's uh, time sphere and he name drops Rip Hunter right away. Right. He goes, Rip Hunter will be proud. He built the first one of these. I was like, oh, snap, dude. This fucking they got Rip Hunter name dropped already. Then you get another Easter egg with... Uh, the old school Jay Garrick. We fucking spoiled that shit last week. I was like, oh, that was this that show. Was you were you were questioning if that was really happening. Yeah. You so thought it was a t- like an Easter egg. So, just you us. know, they're getting ready and this fucking Jay Garrick's helmet comes flying in and Wells is like, that's my cue to leave. That was and uh, yeah. And it's still, well, you know, going back, we see that whole emotional moment with Barry. What a great job, granted. Like you, like you said. Yeah. We got to, we got to talk about him talking to his mom. Yeah. That was amazing. That was because he just wanted to tell her that like, look, I got a second chance to come back and tell you that dad and I are okay. Yeah. How hard for him to just accept that when he could have just saved her. He had it all. Uh, and, and uh, it, that was, it was great. It was so well done, dude. Yeah. It, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't over the top. It was just pitch perfect. Like the movie better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like pitch perfect too. Even. Uh, but then, uh, 
No, that's so then he come he decide Eddie's about Eddie's wow. Eddie Bard's about to go back into the future and then Flash that great part Flash jumps through the the wormhole and just bashes that time sphere. Which uh uh it fucks everything up now. Uh well, it fucks Ebor just like what the fuck. This dude? is what I thought was funny. The point where okay, remember when the the he crashes back and Stein is like, okay, shut down the the wormhole, right? You have the timer there, okay. So you knew you had a minute fifty two. You have to turn this thing on, turn it off. A minute fifty two. Why the fuck is the switch all the way down the hall <laughs> to turn off the fucking wormhole? Why wouldn't it be right there where the timer where you started the timer? Or you have someone stationed yeah. over there? How about a little, you ever heard of a walkie fucking talkie? Have someone standing there saying shut down the like he goes it's collapsing shit's blowing up. He's like turn off the wormhole. She goes I'll get to. She's running down the fucking hall. It takes two minutes to get there. Was that how it happened, or some yes. shit went wrong? No, and then she they had, had to, to run there. down oh, they, the hall oh, to, turn, to run. Down like the why hall. wouldn't you just have the switch? right there you idiots that's funny yeah i, I didn't notice that i didn't that think about shit that aggravates me sometimes <laughs> so totally it just creates stupid. more drama for the episode so then well you know flash comes back and i love his reasoning when wells is like why you you could have had everything why didn't you do it barry's like i already have everything which is right like that's a, like he made a smart fucking decision for once in his life barry yeah no that was that was the right decision yeah, yeah. he definitely had to come back and, and so get, he comes back they boring. fight uh, it's a pretty cool fight. Some of it looks kind of a little video game CGI at a time, but you know, it's the end CW. Of the season. Yeah, I'll of, take it. Run out of money by the fucking 22 episodes <laughs> in whatever they had left. It looked pretty good. Um, and so the, uh, the, the wormhole shuts down and Wells has Barry by the throat. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill your father. And you- then, Oh shit. Eddie shoots himself. You hear a gunshot and it's fucking Eddie shoots himself in the chest. I did not see that coming. No, I didn't see that coming. No. Well. Again, another moment where I was like, what the fuck is going to happen? I really don't know where this is going. Right. No, I thought I thought that when I heard the gunshot, I thought Eddie shot or someone shot Eboard. I didn't think I didn't see Eddie shooting himself in the chest. Basically, he, sa- he Eddie hero sacrifices sure. himself. He says, I always wanted to be a hero and I am. And basically erasing himself from the timeline and erasing Eobard Thawne. We see Wells turn back into Thawne. And I love that last line that Thawne tells Barry. He's like, I've controlled your life for so long, Barry. What are you going to do without me? And then he just shatters into whatever the fucking uh, sphere. Now, and then clearly that triggers something because then the fucking wormhole opens right the fuck back up. But... Here's my problem with that. Uh-oh. Because if Eddie erased the Thawn bloodline, none of this shit happens at all. Right. Yeah. None, <laughs> of these, none of these people yeah. are standing here inside. There's no particle accelerator. There's no metahumans. There's no time travel. Barry's mom doesn't die. Barry's mom. None of this happens. Right. I think that's why you're getting that huge wormhole. It's like the, the time continuum just fucked up. Now. Yes. That's what my theory. I, I think that, that sense. Yeah. I think that's a good way to write it out because that triggered that wormhole to open right the it, way. And it up. changes way too much like the history. Yeah. You know? I think it changes so much that it did. It ripped this hole and it's going to suck the fucking world in. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, Barry's like, it's like a, you know, he's got to do like a reverse tornado on the did fucking you, but thing. Did you notice though that that wormhole pulls in? Eddie's body. Yes. So there, there's room for, there, for so him to like. So nobody, back, no death. Right. We haven't seen the last of Eddie Thawne. Well, and I have uh, some. Uh, I have some speculation about that. Okay. What what that means? But yes, we see he gets sucked into the wormhole along with parts of the machine, which is important for the speculation. Okay. But ooh, juicy. Flash 
he's like, I got to do this. He, this is his big hero time, you know? And he mans up. I love that. That was another great moment. He puts the thing on. He's like, I got to, I, I do what I got to do. <laughs> I don't think he says it like that. Actually, yeah, I do you, what I got to do. You get the gist. He's kind of, I got to no, do, but that, that do what a flash do. And he runs and races right into the wormhole at the camera. Fucking cut to black. I didn't see, yeah, I didn't see that coming either where they're like, they ended on a cliffhanger. What like a that. great, and it's so like fun comic book ending. Yeah. Like, cause you can pick up, it allows you to pick up really anywhere, any fucking where you want. You could start it right there. You could start it with him in a parallel universe. Uh, and yeah, you could start it anywhere. Right you could here. start it with him coming back and showing, oh, dude, it could start anywhere. We don't know what happened. It's so good. I agree. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it, was, it was really, I mean, I just didn't see, I was like, oh, this will be get resolved by the end of this episode. Like he'll just do the reverse right, tornado thing. Right? It'll be done. But I didn't see him. Jumping into the wormhole and it ending right there. I'm like, fuck. Wow. Well, so, why oh, can't there be episode so 24? I know. Like, why, so why do we have to wait now, what, four or five months? Do you guys see the coverage for before they did the Arrow finale? And they were talking about how the finale for Arrow would be like a game-changing episode for the entire series? Yeah, not so much, huh? Yeah, not so much. This, this was one. a game-changing no, episode. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, but um, Yeah, and I mean, in speaking of, in terms of like level of game-changing, like Arrow just decides he's going to quit and be, not be Arrow. Flash, it ends with there could be fucking multiple realities, like levels of game changing. Oh, that's a fucking game changer. It's right gonna there. get wacky, you son of a bitch. They have so <laughs> yeah, they have so much to work with. Uh, uh, they it's it's just really well done. It's so smart the uh the way they've left uh they've serviced the fans with the Easter eggs, and yet really have a, a satisfying like for someone like you who doesn't really didn't really know much of the backstory aside from the. The, ca- the cartoon, how satisfying is this whole world? You know, it's so great. There's one thing, though, one uh, character, just going off topic a little bit, but there's one character that I think will need work next season. I read this on a review. I forget which site, and I'm sorry uh, to the writer if they're listening to this. but um, <laughs> They're not listening. No, they're not. Don't, they're worry not about about this. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No one's listening to this. Yeah. Um, Caitlin is the only person. So every person on the show has gotten like, you know, good arcs or whatever. Caitlin is still kind of defined by just Ronnie. Yeah. They did get married. They did get married. They They threw that in there randomly. Yeah. It was, well, I think uh, what I wanted to mention about that is leading into legends of tomorrow is maybe that's why only Dr. Stein is in that show. Ronnie's decided to stay in uh, central city with Caitlin and they get married and Mm -hmm. Stein uh, marries them. Yeah. But uh, no, I think Caitlin has just been all this season, just been defined by, I miss yeah. Ronnie. Uh, yeah. It's, it's been one note. I mean, she's smart. She's had some nice bits with her and Barry. Right. But, you know, she but hasn't not, had a full a arc like no. anyone, everyone else. Well, this, this Killer Frost thing is going to be her full arc. Because in the comic books, Killer Frost, she's uh, diffused by heat. She's a firestorm villain. Yes. Yeah. So her, like, to take her down is like you have to, you have to, get, uh, she's got to get blasted by like lots of heat. So, like, with him being firestorm, like, it's even more fire and ice analogies, you know, duality. It's it's uh, it should be fun. There was also another review I think I read where um, the Flash has been the most comic booky show ever on TV. Yeah, because like Arrow, Shield, like Daredevil, Gotham, they all downplay the the superhero ness. Yes, this one Flash, like within the first episode, full costume. Yeah, taking on a meta, meta human, very colorful. Yeah. But I, why not? I right. love that. They embrace uh, the super comic. Let's, the uh, before we get into some of the Easter eggs, Rugboy had a comment. Uh, let's see if you guys agree with the Rugboy. Hey, what's up, Imran and Jack? This is Rugboy. <laughs> uh, I got a comment on the Flash finale where 
the shit show, if you want to call it that. I did not like it at all. Okay, let's take let's take it from the top as quick as possible. Uh, Eddie, all right, you find out he's related to the you know the Reverse Flash. You could have undone the episode by just picking Eddie in the balls really hard. You can't have kids. Boom, you don't have to kill him. There you go. He's got a no, point. but really, okay. <laughs> the fact that Barry wanted to like go and get his mom and change the entire universe, uh, you know, and upset the timeline was completely retarded. I mean, you've got all these geniuses in there and you can't figure out a way around it. I figured out a way around it and I'm an idiot. What you gotta do is Barry's gotta go back in time and instead of saving his mom from getting killed and leaving her there, he grabs her and brings her to the present. They, that way, uh, young Barry grows up without a mom and, you know, still has to, and the father doesn't go to jail because there's no body, but the father might, you know, spend his whole life looking for the mom and leave him with the West anyway, so then he hits up with, with the West girl. And, you know, they have that relationship. So, and then you, the reverse flash, he can lot in that stupid cell that they have that doesn't have a bathroom in it. I mean, what kind of super... Oh, no. I guess it cut off there, huh? What happened? I guess he had he got his ninety seconds. Huh? I think he might have went over ninety seconds. Yeah, uh, but uh, Rug Boy does make a good point. Why didn't Barry just bring his mom to the present? Was that I, even a possibility? Yeah, I don't Could know he if he's sure. done that. Just I mean, grab her and run back through the fucking wormhole. Can you do that? I don't know. I think that would have fucked things up even more, wouldn't it? Can you bring someone with you through the Speed Force? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, can, I don't, can you? No, in the comic books, uh, Iris has been in the Speed Force. They were stuck in the Speed Force for a while. Yeah, but this is in the comics. You can bring people in the Speed Force. I, I guess think you going, can. You think so? If you are with a speedster and they're touching you, I think you can. Kind of like remember when Superman flies, but and then he's just holding on to Lois and the Christopher. Like she's like she's flying. Like he's not holding her. Yeah, but just by touching her. He's allowing her to fly with him. Is that the comic book logic they No, but that never that? made sense in that movie either. Right? Did you think about <laughs> no, it? That didn't make like, why the fuck sense. is she? How is she flying just like this? No, that makes yeah. no goddamn sense whatsoever. I think it's the same, though. It's by osmosis. Powered by osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Rugboy. I cut off the end of it, but he had a good point. And, you know, where do they pee? We've asked that multiple times. Did we, what, he mentioned that again? A peeing thing? Yeah, he goes, what kind of a prison? <laughs> oh, that's right. Where, <laughs> where do they eat? <laughs> exactly. Where do they eat and where do they take a shit? I, nobody knows. It is like the most inhumane prison yeah, ever. Yeah, it really is. Well, it's empty now. So. Yeah. Uh, so there was a... Uh, oh, so I wanted to say Tom Cavanaugh will be returning next season. What? Whatever the fuck that means. I think means. he's going to be an alternate reality, like the real Harrison Wells. Right? Because yeah. now... He's so good as Eobard Thawne. Well, now the, if yeah, Thawne right. does not exist, the original Harrison Wells should still be alive. I yeah. hope he's still evil. You like him like evil? Like an evil Harrison. But, See, he played but it that well, so Wells well. wasn't evil. Like, originally, Wells wasn't evil. I, but he played it well, like, being like a father type to Eddie. Or, uh, yeah. Not Eddie. Um, well, he, yeah. Barry. And he, he said that to Barry, like, and Cisco, like, just like Joe and your father, like, I feel that same relationship with you. Like, right. he felt like his father. See, this is a good villain. Yes. Ra's yes. Ghul is not a no, good villain. No, Ra's Ghul's motivations <laughs> didn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but this is a damn good villain because you never know what the fuck he's going to do. He is very compl- complex. Yeah. Too. Yeah, because, like, he, he, in- he started out being evil and just like, I hate you. But then he was like, I've actually grown to love you, Barry, basically. And, and you never knew what to make of him because yeah. he, as much as he wanted you to kill him. You could never read that fucking guy. He made him and he kept saving him and he kept helping him get better. Yeah. He was like emotionally, I mean, if you put in what, 15, 20 years into someone, you're right. going to be emotionally you know, invested into that guy. He said, uh, uh, they also said there's going to be more speedsters and more villains next year. So hopefully we get like a, a, well, the thing is Barry Allen from the comics 
isn't like this in the in the in the comics. Right. They're basically put Wally West. Right. And gave him Barry Allen's name. Right. Wally West's personality into Barry Allen. However, in the new 52, Wally West is Iris's nephew. That's always been the case. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Okay. <laughs> How is Barry Allen's personality in the comics? He's more, um, he's like a, well, he's a he's forensic a CSI scientist. CSI dude. But yeah. he's like, he's not as uh, Like a douchebag? No, no. He's more like just nerdy. Like he's like goody he two-shoes. He is always late for everything. He is late, but he's always like goody two-shoes and like has like the cheesiest lines. I would say it's similar to the- But the Wally West was more, I feel like this was more Wally West because Wally West was like Peter Parker. Oh, you know, like jokey and in, in, in the suit and just like fun loving and embracing being yeah, a they're kind of smushing the two. They're smushing together. it. Yeah. But that, it works. Barry Allen is also a blonde haired dude. In yeah. The comics, yeah. And like muscular. Yeah. Yeah. Wally West why, was like tall and skinny. Yeah. Like how Grant Gustin is. Which is why Grant should have been Peter Parker. Anyways, enough about that. Uh, I love how Martin Stein said, uh, did you notice he goes Excelsior? I don't know what to say. Oh, like, yeah. And I was like, they just fucking, he quoted Stan Lee in a fucking DC show. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, Cross, what the hell? like, I love their self, they're so self-aware sometimes. That's the, um, that's though the beauty of being able to do a long series like this. They get to write in, uh, like Easter eggs like that as they go. Yeah. You know, like, unlike Daredevil where they have to write it yeah. all out. Yeah. Flash, they're literally writing these episodes every week. And they can throw in little things here yeah. and there. The time sphere is a thing. I'll have a picture of it in the show notes. Um, that that Rip and Booster Gold again is uh, Rip Hunter's father, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Stupid fucking name. What though. a dumb name. Yeah. Booster uh, Gold. These are all future, but they're the future. They're their future cast, the future heroes. Uh, oh, we saw Hot Girl. So at the end, yeah. you kind of are showing the cast of Legends of Tomorrow a little bit because they show Captain Cold out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And then they cut to this woman, and you're like, "Who's it's Hot Girl?" What's her comic book name? Uh, you know I don't know. I don't know that. Either. I should have looked that up. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Basically, but <laughs> we saw Hot Girl. They did Flashpoint. Um, they sort of did Flashpoint. They sort of did Flashpoint. The Jay Garrick thing is great. Uh, here's like this. This is I have an uh, image up. I'll have this in the show notes. It's the classic panel that everyone's hoping they do, where Flash meets Jay Garrick. Um, and so Jay Garrick was the very first Flash created in 1940. He's part of the Justice Society of America. So the way this happened was before Infinite Earths, Garrick and the other heroes were on a different Earth. They were on Earth 2. Alternate. Yeah. So from 1940 to uh, Crisis, they were the main uh, reality. And then they had Crisis, and they were pushed over to Earth 2, alternate reality, and we were introduced to uh, Wally what? Barry Allen Flash? Barry Allen. Barry Allen Flash. Uh, It's so confusing. Yeah. but they wanted everyone to kind of share one continuity and then they kind of fuck with that again over and over again. So what do you guys think happened at the end of the episode? So Barry goes into the wormhole. What happened to everybody else? Does that reality just does not exist anymore? Or did he stop the wormhole and that that time or that universe well, whatever is still he out does there? after that moment is what is going to affect that present reality I, I don't know man i mean time is like collapsing it looks like or so i don't know they, that's, that's why you called a cliffhanger huh eddie i mean <laughs> eddie you know being the good guy that he was he really he just fucked, fucked the space-time continuum yeah. right through the ass <laughs> right in the butt oh my god without any lube and yeah. now it doesn't know what to do no i don't know sucking up the world what I, I would say Maybe he goes into another reality or another multiverse. I have no idea, to be so honest. So that's a possibility, seeing as how we saw Garrick's helmet come through right. from presumably Earth 2, 
Is that where that wormhole is leading back to? They said that wormhole connects all times and all universes. So he could go anywhere, which is kind of a nice way to write it. So right. season two might be him being like Eobard Thawne and needing to go home. So if they're saying oh, that Tom yeah, Cat, yeah. yeah, if they're saying Tom Cavanaugh, it will be on the show. There will be more speedsters and more villains. Odds are there will be multiple universe realities that we're going to deal with, which is kind of exciting. Do you think Game that, that could affect yeah. even like Arrow? Like this is all one universe. It really is. Right? Wouldn't that affect everything? Arrow. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, shit. It wasn't no, that bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I love Arrow. Just really disappointed with this season. season. It's possible. Here's another here's another way it could go. There's uh, comicbook.com came up with this whole they got kind of the internet is in a tizzy, as they say, over this screenshot right here. And I will have this in the show notes, jockandair.com slash fourteen. It is a shot of Eddie. After he shot on the ground, moments before he sucked into the wormhole, and around his neck appears to be an object, like a necklace. Now, it was rumored it could have been the wedding ring. That's what I thought. That he was going to give Iris. Another rumor was that it was uh, a talisman. What the fuck is a talisman? Okay, so this is all the rumor, a talisman uh, that will turn him into a character named Cobalt Blue. Again, another stupid fucking generic DC name. <laughs> Listen, coming from an oil painting, you know, art school background, Cobalt Blue was the most expensive fucking tube of oil paint that you could buy. Like, it was pure pigment, and it was very expensive. It's some good-ass blue. Huh? It was some fucking <laughs> damn good blue. Like, if you could afford Cobalt Blue... You were the shit. Like, I had to call my mom and have her send me money. I'm like, I need to buy some cobalt blue. I'm running low. I need my cobalt blue. She probably was like, what are you talking about? No, she had no idea. So who is cobalt blue? You're going to tell us? I will tell you. All right. As DC, in the DC universe now, cobalt blue is Malcolm Thawne, Barry Allen's secret twin brother retconned into existence. Uh, because comics. Malcolm was introduced during Mark Wade's run on The Flash during the 90s when Barry's successor, Wally West, wore the mantle. As the story goes, Nora Allen actually gave birth to twin boys the night Barry's born, but the doctor reported Barry's twin, Malcolm, as a stillborn and gave the baby to the Thawne family. After a steady upbringing filled with hatred and corruption, of course, Thawne eventually discovered who his true family was. Enraged that Barry received the life of privilege and love that he was denied, Malcolm vowed revenge on his brother. Malcolm secretly tracked Barry down, discovered he was the Flash, and waited for the right moment to strike. All the while, Malcolm tinkered with sorcery and witchcraft to make a nifty little talisman which possibly is that thing, customized to steal anything its wearer desired. And what did Malcolm want? He wanted Barry's life, and by extension, Barry's super speed. But then Barry had to go die saving the universe before Malcolm could actually use the talisman. Denied in his true revenge, Malcolm decided that the next best option was to torture upon Barry's descendants. So one spiffy blue costume later, and Malcolm declared himself Cobalt Blue and used the talisman to steal Wally West's speed for a little while anyway. So with Malcolm's comic history in mind, it's easy enough to think that Eddie is Barry's long lost brother on the flash. That's kind of interesting. I could see that happening. So he's all a of villain. this. So yeah, he would be a villain, but all of this, cause it's a stupid fucking necklace. Where the well, hell are people getting this? They, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> there's, there's nerds out there that this is their full-time job to, uh, I'll post this, the link to this article from comicbook.com. Uh, do you, but Imran, do you really think that it's a fucking stretch that dude, that's a Does super Cobalt stretch. Blue you know, have a, a ring necklace. Uh, he, well, he, I think he has a talisman. So here's a, here's a picture of what he looks like. Oh, that looks horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a nineties character. They all suffered the same fucking thing. <laughs> he's in the got 90s. toilet paper around his 
arms. All, <laughs> dude, at least he doesn't have pouches, all right? Just give him that. At least there's no Rob Field pouches because they all had them in the 90s. But they, comicbook.com is like giving the loves flash for Supernatural. The show's writers could easily create a tidy explanation for both Eddie's resurrection and transformation. I guess, I mean, I guess you can't rule it out with time They travel. could pull some of this from there. But now if we're going into alternate timelines and dimensions. I think that's really fucking absurd. <laughs> I don't think they should bring Eddie. No, back. I don't think they should bring. I think that he got sucked the, into that wormhole for a reason, though. That's true, but I don't, that lessons they're leaving is, themselves in out there. But yeah. I don't think they should bring him. The back. impact. I mean, he dies a hero. That's a great arc right there. Yeah, yeah let's just fucking up. throw that whole thing out and make him a villain. Yeah, right. Why, <laughs> why the fuck not? That's, that's a very arrow thing to do, right? Yeah. It totally is. Yeah, it is. It's it really going to be interesting to see, like I, we said before, like these people did Arrow and they they learned some shit. Is it the same writers for Flash? And yeah. Arrow, yeah. they the same yeah. group yeah. of people. Yeah, and Supergirl. So they learned some more shit from Arrow, and they did Flash, which is even more tightly written and more... And then they learned some more shit, and now they're widening it out to a Supergirl. One thing that I forgot to mention about Supergirl, the writers are really painting themselves in a corner because they keep not name-dropping Superman. Oh, is it? It's Because it was all over the trailer. There's even more? No, there's even more oh in God. the That's actual... That's a little episode. heavy-handed, maybe. Like, they don't actually say Superman, but he's oh, always so. referenced as my cousin, uh, that superlative person. Oh, my God. We get it. That's Superman. Enough with the fucking bullshit. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to handle it for the entire first season of Supergirl, but they it's like they need to have Superman. Well, yeah, that's their, that's their one thing that's giving them, you know, that people can relate to is well, fucking Jeff Superman. Johns is holding on to the fact that although these movies and TV shows aren't directly connected, that with the possibility of a multiverse in the DC universe that they all could still be connected. Like mm. this all could be all like alternate worlds and stuff. It's kind of the only way they can do that's, it. Now, yeah. Though. That's yeah. the only way he can hold on to that. Also rumors of possibly Constantine joining arrow or some such thing. They were campaigning on Twitter. What's Stephen Amell was like, yo, that got canceled, right? Well, yeah, it's still looking for a home sort of. Yeah. I feel like, cause at one point sci-fi was going to pick it up. At one point it was going to go online at one point CW, but I feel like Constantine could be a great supernatural mystic addition. I mean, they have shows called the supernatural and these other shows. It's the same shit. Just put Constantine. In that, with that, in that universe, was Constantine good? I never. I liked it because it's Vertigo. It was on Fridays though, which is a, it's terrible a really time bad slot. time slot. Nobody fucking watched yeah, it, yeah. but the guy nailed John Constantine way better than stupid Keanu did because <laughs> he was actually British and blonde and smoked cigarettes like you're supposed to. And uh, it, you know, in the in terms of like occult, uh, you know, spells, it's really good. I mean, for a con- first Constantine adaption, ever, right? You know, on TV. Um, did you guys hear about these uh, comments Simon Pegg made uh, this week? You know Simon Pegg? Oh, yeah. Y'all know Simon Pegg. I don't know Simon, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, along with Nick Frost, did- uh, Is he British? He's British. Okay. They did Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek. The cor- he's in Star Trek. He's Scotty. He's yeah. actually writing the second star, or the new Star Trek. The third, the third one. Simon oh, okay. Pegg is right. Cool. He's great. He's he's a huge nerd. He had the show called Spaced on BBC. Highly recommended. Check it out on Netflix. It's like a short run, two seasons. It is it's so great. He's like a comic book artist trying to and he's just like a loser living at home and can't get a break and doesn't have a job and just wants to live in his youth as a com you know, he just wants to relive his youth and be a comic book writer. I feel like that's a lot of our listeners. And to that <laughs> to that point exactly, Simon Pegg said some shit earlier that got the internet crazy. I'm just gonna read this real quick. It's an article uh 
from on RadioTimes.com. Simon Pegg criticizes science fiction and genre films for dumbing down cinema. He may be seen by many as the face of geekdom, but Simon Pegg thinks cinema goers need to grow out of their obsession with science fiction. Before Star Wars, the films that were box office hits were The Godfather, Taxi Driver, Bonnie and Clyde, and The French Connection. Gritty, amoral art movies. Then suddenly the onus switched over to spectacle and everything changed, Pegg says in this week's edition of Radio Times Magazine. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing. Obviously, I'm very much a self-confessed fan of science fiction and genre cinema. Part of me looks at society as it is now and thinks we're, we've been infantil, uh, infantilized Simon Pegg, by Pegg. our own taste. <laughs> he went on, now we're essentially all consuming very childish things. Comic books, superheroes, adults are watching this stuff and taking it seriously. Pegg cut his teeth on science sci-fi influenced Channel 4 comedy Spaced and is best known for his roles in so-called genre films like Shaun of the Dead and Star Trek. He currently co-writing the script for Star Trek 3, but it seems the writer slash actor wants to move on. It's kind of a dumbing down in a way, he continued, because it's taken our focus away from real world issues. Films used to be about challenging emotional journeys or moral questions that might make you walk away and reevaluate how you felt about whatever. Now we're walking out of the cinema, really not thinking about anything other than the fact that the Hulk just had a fight with a robot. Peck concluded, but but I sometimes feel like I miss grown-up things. And I honestly thought the other day that I'm going to retire from geekdom. I've become the poster child for that generation, and it's not necessarily something I particularly want to be. I'd quite like to go off and do some serious acting. So, I mean, there are quotes taken from that article. Very interesting, though, uh, what he says. So Star Trek Three is going to be uh, really well-written then, right? Well, what do you guys think just based on that first part? I mean, I think that's very... Um generalizing of the comic book genre i mean comic books in general even the movies like winter soldier that's not a kid that's not kitty shit they're talking they're talking about like surveillance that's stuff that's actually going on yeah that's like these aren't kitty top like despite the fact you've got people running around in in weird shoot where weird suits and stuff and costumes like they're still dealing with like real issues and like themes and stuff that adults deal with every day like just because it's in a set in a fantasy world doesn't mean the themes are childlike. The X-Men is just an allegory for race relations. Right. Charles Xavier is Martin Luther King and Magneto is Malcolm X. Right. They're pretty much the same views. You can replace that. Uh, I, you know, I love Simon Pegg. I've been a huge fan. So part of this that got me a little bit uh, like everyone else on the internet. I was like, what the fuck? But unlike anyone else on the internet, I waited to reserve my judgment and not be <laughs> a knee jerk reactionary fucking idiot because he does have, a- you didn't go on Twitter and start spewing hate. Exactly. Okay, good. Sometimes you just got to stop, breathe, fucking check out the article for yourself. Look around. Twitter gives voice to the, a lot of assholes. It's 75%, <laughs> 75% are assholes on Twitter. Hey, if you're an asshole on Twitter, follow us at jock and nerdcast. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll do nothing because you're an asshole uh but so he had to respond on his website um because okay. i i think he felt he had to defend himself the shit was kind of taken out of context uh the, he makes a lot of good points there's a lot of shit here um he you ta- want to just summarize it yeah he talks about uh making space which he made a long time ago okay and uh he talks about how all those years ago what inspired them was the unprecedented extension our generation was granted to its youth in contrast to the previous generation who seemed to adopt a received notion of maturity a lot sooner. He makes a good point. And I'm like kind of this generation before you guys, the children of the seventies and eighties were the first generation for whom it wasn't imperative to grow up immediately after leaving school. We could kind of live, we could kind of be nostalgic. There wasn't a war. 
We didn't have to make, unlike the Vietnam, the generation before, there wasn't this looming presence of, oh, you're 18, you got to sign up, you got to go to war, you got to fight. We, you know, we didn't have that. Uh, so he goes, in the 18 years since we wrote Space, that extended adolescence has been cannily co-opted by market forces who have identified this relatively new demographic as an incredibly lucrative wellspring of consumers' potential. Suddenly, here was an entire generation crying out for an evolved version of the things they were consuming as children. Again, I grew up playing with G.I. Joes and playing with Transformers. And now, kids my age, there's huge, big-budget, shitty Transformers <laughs> and G.I. Joe movies that make shitloads of money. So what he's saying is basically the people that grew up on the stuff are now making movies like this. But they're, but they're doing it for the wrong motive. They're fucking up our childhood. They're they're using it instead of actually treating it with some kind of reverence and, and respect. They're like, we're going to shit this out on the screen. And you fucking people 35 years and older are going to pay for it because, hey, this is a kid. You could be a kid again. I mean, I think he makes a lot of good point. He goes on. He quotes John Baudillard, uh, which is like a, a French philosopher about philosophist about the infantilization of society. Uh, but his thing is simply put, uh, we as a society, we're kept in a state of arrested development by dominant forces in order to keep us more pliant. We are made passionate about things that occupied us as children as a means of drawing our attentions away from the things we should really be invested in. Inequality, corruption, economic injustice. It's kind of sneaky, but I kind of I kind of feel that way too. Like I can see that. Mm. What do you think? I mean, that puts a better perspective on his initial comments. Just from that first article, it makes you think, all right, is this guy complaining about geekdom? Right, right. Or is he, he complaining about like the Hollywoodization? Exactly. He wasn't. He, I think he was trying to say that they're, they're, he doesn't like it being used. Um, I'm going to go on here because he has good points. He says, what he meant was the more spectacle becomes the driving creative priority, the less thoughtful or challenging the film can become. Have you seen Mad Max yet? I heard it's really good. This was like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. We should week. see it. He's I like, have not seen it. I have not seen it. I heard it's amazing. Like, have you? Oh, no. no. yeah. It's getting great reviews. He goes, the spectacle of Mad Max is underpinned not only multiple layers of plot and character, but also by an almost lost cinematic sense of how do they do that? The best thing art can do is make you think, make you reevaluate your opinions you thought were yours. It's interesting to see how a cerebral filmmaker like Christopher Nolan took on Batman and made it something more adult, more challenging, chasing Frank Miller's peerless Dark Knight into a slightly less murky world of questionable morality and violence. But even these films are ultimately driven by market forces, and somebody somewhere will want to soften the edges so that toys and lunchboxes can be sold. Uh, he goes on, the point of all this is just to get my position clear. I'm not out of the fold. My passions and preoccupations remain. Sometimes it's good to look at the state of the union and make sure we're getting the best we can. On one hand, it's a wonderful thing having what used to be fringe concerns suddenly rule the mainstream. But at the same time, these concerns have also been monetized and marketed. And the things that make them precious to us aren't always the primary concern. So, and then at the end, he goes, Love and Rockets, Simon, which I know he's a huge nerd because that's an independent comic book title, Love and Rockets. It's really good. Uh, and nobody would know that except for me. Yeah. Except for you. So I think he defended himself pretty well though. Like I get what he's saying. He does, but I mean, he's still on that high horse there. I mean, he's talking about all these things, but then he's writing Star Trek three, another right. bastardization of right. and now, that original TV show. All right. And now the pressure for him to make that what? Like yeah, and, he better and, make yeah. that and, fucking high art. Yeah. All right. It's going to have to be a fucking Shakespeare play now. I mean, just, Going back to his first comment yeah. where he was like quoting those movies, like Godfather and all that. I mean, just because like 
the Oscars don't award comic book movies right. like Oscars doesn't right. mean they're like not high art movies. No. Like, you know, like I feel like he is very much on his high horse when he quotes movies like that and saying, oh, well, these are obviously better. But at the same time, like The Flash, like it's not The Sopranos, but it's certainly really good for what it's doing. Right. Yeah. And you're still dealing with like, you know, emotional issues. There's still, and, like, yeah. yeah, there's still morality, like, morality and themes yeah, and like, hard decisions. Yeah, hard decisions. Now, Daredevil is the fucking Sopranos. As far as I'm <laughs> fucking it's the wire, the Sopranos all rolled into one delicious fucking universe. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's just you're when you're putting it, you know, when you're generalizing like what he's doing with the, with that initial comment, you're, you're going to get a lot of flack. Yeah. You but know? Uh, you know, the things, maybe, he, I mean, maybe he defended himself all right after, but you still said those things. Originally. He did, yeah. He did say those yeah. things. So, uh, Star Trek three better be very good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he needs to give more examples because I mean, he gives examples of good movies yeah. uh, that were blockbusters in the past, but then for the bad ones, he doesn't really say anything. Yeah, I mean, there's been shitty movies That's true. in every era. But, you know, I question this uh, myself all the time. Like, this isn't this, – the shit we talk about is just for entertainment. Like, there's no substance. Like, I've always thought that if people could devote a tenth of the energy they devote to sports – just to local politics and general politics, we would all be in a better shape as a country and we wouldn't have these fuckers pulling shit on us. And we're like, oh, wait, how did that happen? Because nobody, it's not sexy. Nobody cares. So you're, are you saying we should change this podcast from the Jock and Nerd podcast to the Republican <laughs> and Democratic It should be podcast. the McLaughlin group. That's <laughs> I don't think that's happening anytime <laughs> Next soon. Next topic. <laughs> Hillary Clinton 2016. Erwin, Go. <laughs> Uh, I think it's my time to leave. No, that's no. not going to happen. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. That's not happening. But you get my point. We care so much about this shit when there's like real shit going on. Well, this is a bummer. I'm going to stop. Yeah, what are you doing, dude? You're just you're just hating on What I'm time. doing is I'm going to recommend you. lost everyone. I'm going to recommend you some fucking geek shit that uh, you might like if you like The Flash and time travel. Okay. How, about, how about that? Uh, starting off, I recommend you guys pick up The Flash Rebirth. It is kind of what we were talking about before, where Jeff Johns brings Barry Allen Flash back into the mainstream, uh, and it is a great story, and it uh, kind of sets up a lot of things. Uh, then, if you like that, you can check out Flashpoint, which is, again, the end of that DC kind of universe, and between that and DC 52, and then you'll see a lot of similarities in the show with Flashpoint. Then if you like that, you continue. You should pick up a trade paperback of the new 52 uh, Flash series because that's where uh, it picks up after Flashpoint. And that is... Uh, that stars Barry Allen as well. That one is Barry Allen. That book is hella fun, dude. You got all the rogues in there. You got Grodd. The art and the writing is gorgeous. It's by Francis Manipal, Brian Busoletto. Uh, very, uh, you know... His panels are his just the page layout. It, it it always breaks the mold. Like it's not panel to panel. Yeah, very it's inventive. It's so and but the isn't you re, you remember reading that? Yeah, I read like seven or eight issues and then stopped. Yeah, well, so that's kept, not a ringing endorsement, is I it? Kept, I kept going. Well, whatever. You get bored easily. Uh, but wasn't the art? Isn't the art beautiful? No, that? it was really good. Yeah. They, those guys are on Detective now, which I'm not reading now, which I should just for them. But yeah. that the art on that is great. Uh, so and you got some time travel movies now, if you want your head to hurt, check out these time. I mentioned these before. I'm going to mention them again. I'll put a link in the show notes. By the way, if you buy any of these, you want to buy them, use the link in the show notes. It's uh, their Amazon affiliate links. Uh, help us out a little bit. That's all. Um, movies. Uh, primer yeah. is, uh, have you seen any of these movies or one? No, Dude, primer. You have to watch at least five times to even figure out what the fuck's going on. It's but fantastic because it's, it's such heavy time travel. There's shit in there that you miss. 
until you watch it the fifth time, you're like, oh, there, there it is. Like what they talk about. Uh, Time Crimes is another, it's a Spanish movie with subtitles. Really awesome time travel movie. Um, not as heady as Primer. And then Predestination, which just came out, it's on video on demand with Ethan Hawke. And in this movie, they take the paradox of, you know how you can't, like and Back to the Future where you're not supposed to see yourself when you go in the past. It'll create a paradox. Fuck it. They take that concept and turn it on its head and done something I've never seen done in a time travel movie or even thought about. I was like, this is, it's brilliant. So check all those out. I'll have links in the show notes. Uh, also two TV shows, Continuum, 12 Monkeys. These are all great time travel things that'll make you scratch your head and your ears bleed and come out of your ear. <laughs> um, before we end this segment of the show, um, Erwin, do you have any final thoughts on, on the flash or the season great, finale? Awesome season. Um, just overall, I think the setup and the execution, the payoff was done beautifully. I mean, every episode starts with him talking about, uh, he wants to find the guy that married or uh, married, <laughs> <laughs> that married his daughter. I am Oliver Queen. Wait, I'm confusing everything. Oh yeah. I mean, just, well, and then he's even this opening, he finally goes, and that day is today. Yeah, and then you're like, oh shit! <laughs> the end of the episode isn't him trying to um, save his mom anymore. It's him trying to save his his new family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good. Oh that's yeah, good point. great setup, great payoff. He's and he's like he's really moved on uh, from that. He has, yeah. That 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 scene with him and his mom helps him move on from from that incident. I mean, I said it in episode four of our podcast. This is how you make a goddamn superhero show. You said that in episode four. Yeah, it's in our, on our clamor. Check our clamors, people. Oh, I yeah. clamored it. I clamored that exact moment. <laughs> there where you we, go. we were gushing over the show back then. We we're like, oh, god damn, this is great. Yeah, I know. Flash is really good this uh, year. Follow us on Clamor at Chuck and Nerdcast. Uh, anything else about the show, fellas? No, I mean, I think we went over everything. What do you think? Yeah. yeah I'm sure we forgot something yeah, and it'll be course. brought up to us. In fact, that's what this next bit is about. Uh, we did get some feedback from Jose, uh, and he mentioned something that we we didn't talk about. Uh, regarding the Arrow season Who finale. is Jose? So our, Jose our has written in before. He is also uh, uh, the third party I did a radio show with, with the Rug Boy. So the connection back is- Back in the 70s? Back in the 70s when I was in college. Uh, <laughs> they it had was, podcasts back then? They had po- No, they had, it, was a, it was a radio show that only like the security guard in the building could hear because it wasn't very, it was 1953 and we were, <laughs> we were using tube amps and we had to crank our mics to keep them going. Now, Jose is, was the other guy who, it was me, him and Rug Boy. Uh, but, and we're going to get Jose on the show. And then at some point we're going to get both of the motherfuckers on the show. And I think we will break the internet on that one because it'll be nuts, but he's great and has a lot of great observations. He writes, dude, I'm listening to the rug boy podcast. And I had to pause it to mention that in arrow, you guys apparently missed the best line in the episode directly related to what you guys are talking about. The city coming under attack every season. Remember you were like every fucking season. Laurel goes into Quentin's office saying the city is in danger. Quentin replies, Oh, the city's under attack. It must be may again. Uh, Then he says something about being sick of this shit. And Laurel realizes he's drunk and goes into the alcoholics monologue to bring them back across the fourth wall. Basically may equals sweeps month and season finales. I mean, both of those shows are like subtly self-aware that they're uh, TV shows. Yeah. You know, they, they throw in a little thing. Cause like Cisco goes something like last time he goes, I wish I wasn't on the good guy side this week. Well, there was one episode during this year of arrow where, uh, 
Thea and Laurel get their ass kicked in the same episode and everyone had hated on them for so long. So it was like very aware that, you know, we don't like these characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. They reacted to that, you know, it's, and it's so great how they do that. That's a good point. That was a good line. I totally forgot that. I I didn't catch that. It goes, must be May again. I was like, what? Like every May, the fucking city is about to die and it's under attack. You know, if I lived in Starling city, I would schedule my holidays. I think at the end of May, I think it's a safe bet to, uh, that's when you can get out of the city. Uh, so, the TV show season is over, Anthony and Erwin. What the fuck are we going to talk about? Well, I had an idea for next week. <laughs> Moving we were gonna, forward. We were going to uh, rank the shows. All right. The, the six that we talked about. Or yeah, the six, we had that six. list. Ooh. Yeah, Ray we're, sent us that list a couple Agent Car- Yeah, Ray sent us Agent Carter, Flash, Arrow, Daredevil, S.H.I.E.L.D., Gotham. So we can do that next yeah, week. Yeah, we can revisit that and see if they still land where they do. Where they landed in that article. I feel like yeah. it might be close. There might be a couple of shifts. Yeah. I'm going Flash 1. But, yeah, putting that out there. Oh. He's, he's got Flash Oh, shit, already? We are not. We won't mm, give our thoughts. I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, you know what? They're, CW is rerunning the whole season again every Tuesday. Yeah. Starting at the beginning. It was getting so, great ratings. For the, them, yeah, so. man. And the other thing is, I think Grant Gustin is fucking a huge star now. Yeah. Like, he's good. After that finale, he was everywhere. He was on every show, and the guy's blown up, and good for him. Like, he deserves it. Yeah. No, he, uh, he killed it this year. He was, he was by far the best. I mean, there was a lot of good actors and actresses on that show, but he was. Every week you were just like, the whole, the him. whole season was just so good. Comic book riding that line of supernatural that you want to see, but still with the emotion, with the heart, like everyone can learn lessons about how to make a guy. The thing is too, is like Ollie would make like shitty decisions yeah. all the time. Yeah. But like, uh, Barry played by Grant Gustin yeah. always made the right it's decision. Peter Parker. Right. You knew that no matter what happens, this character as hard as it is, will make the right decision, what's good for, not himself, but for whoever he's saving. I mean, the line last week where he was like, we only break the law to help people. Yeah. I mean, that's just Barry. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. See, I think that led to the writers just trying to make Arrow way too different from The Flash. Yeah. yeah. I, they I, tried I, way too I, hard. I mean, we've talked about that. That might be why season three of The Arrow suffered, is they were trying to distinguish it. Maybe their focuses weren't there because they had two solid, solid seasons going into three. You're like, you're expecting a lot. And that was the other problem. You're expecting a lot. Are, and now with a third show, and are they gonna? Is it gonna get worse? Yeah. Like, and then with that, I kind of felt like with Arrow, they took a lot of half measures. Yeah. Like how many people had to die, but right. then didn't die. Right. How many lessons were unlearned? I only? mean, everybody died in that one room. But not really. We knew, <laughs> no, you we knew, knew they, they were going to die. die. That's yeah. the fucking, that, that's the cast. They're showing on the credits as the thing's rolling. They're not going to die. It's your fucking whole cast. Right. No, I mean, they just did so many, uh, like so much, what they, were they, they doing? Wrote, they wrote the show really badly. They were trying too twisty. There were like there were too many twists that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they should have just Raj. They should have just let the league kill Malcolm in this whole episode. It, whole it was, season it was like a happened. long setup for really not that great of a uh, uh, pay uh, payoff. Payoff, yeah. right? No, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I had another idea. I would like to do a show talking about. Um, superhero movies that have no source material. Oh, For example, Chronicle. Okay. Unbreakable. M. Remember? Night Shyamalan? Yeah. You're talking about him? That's a, dude, that's a, that's a <laughs> double a origin yeah, movie. That is a good movie, though. Remember Powder? 
I don't, I've never I never saw powder. Powder is, it's kind of like a guy like me who's like, has, he's like an albino and he has power. He gets <laughs> hit by no, lightning and he's like all white and he has powers. It's really good. Is that that movie where he kind of like bends the spoon yes. at one point? Yes. Okay, it's I the guy I've with the ball. It's a bald, really white kid in there. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if there's others. Uh, Blank man. A dark man. No, dark. We could do Black Man, but fucking Dark Man, dude. You oh, ever dark seen Sam Raimi's Dark Man? I've seen that, that is a great movie. You really? should. Yeah, I'm gonna make you watch Dark Man. It's a hey, mind trip. Yeah. It. Uh, this is a good idea for a show. I might like this. Uh, yeah, Irwin would actually be good because Irwin's seen a lot more movies. Yeah, than we might have to have you on that he one. He might then. have to replace the Jock on the Jock and Nerd. Podcast. <laughs> you, uh, Irwin and Nerd podcast. <laughs> I'll need like the Berwin clip from Son of Spanguli. I was trying to find that so I could just go Berwin. It would. I would have fucking done that all show though so i think it's good that I know yeah that. You, you you abuse those. i would a uh, fucking uh but if you guys listening have any ideas what you want us to talk about send us uh, an email show a jock and nerd leave us a a speak pipe um right on our website or go to speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd uh how else can they tell us how to you what? can tweet at us yeah. at jock and nerd cast uh you can also go to our facebook page we also have a uh a voicemail line 312-248-4376 that's 312-248 Hero, um, and then we're on a bunch of platforms as well. You should leave us a review. Yes. Here, here, do this. There's a couple of things you could do at the highest level of doing things. Go to jockandnerd.com slash review. What this does, it'll take you right to our iTunes page. We would love it if you would rate us and review us. Why, Anthony, should people review us? Well, you should rate and review us because it'll bump up the show on iTunes and uh, all those other platforms. Which only makes it easier to find. find. Yes. It gives us exposure. You can write a review. We actually have two reviews. Let me share these. So you can write a review. If you're like, what should I write? Here's here's some examples. We have one from a user <laughs> named UserBots S, which I'm sure is a completely legit real person. That's probably his real first name. You Oh, UserBot. UserBot. UserBots. Yeah. Hey, he might be. It's ethnic. UserBots. Anyways, he says... One defining feature of great audio hosts is that they transcend their chosen topic. Even if I didn't like comic books, I listen to the Jock and Nair just to spend time with these guys. That's just how awesome they are. Thank you for that review. Isn't that cool? I'm going to write a review now. You can write a shitty review uh, <laughs> just to balance it out. We have another one from Swan 77 which I believe it's Ray. That's Ray. Our buddy Ray says, Jock or Nerd, this podcast is for everyone except kids. Very true. Uh, he says, Anthony and Imran are great to listen to. No matter what they are talking about, they have a great way of exploring the subject and bringing up the details that matter in the reviews. It's the best thing I listen to each week. Oh, I love this. Come on, guys. That's all you got to do. Just write some kind words. We, it costs you nothing. And then we'll fillet ourselves on air and read yeah, them. Yeah, and then yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll casturbate all about them, all over you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that's the highest level of how you can help out. Uh, at the very least, Anthony, tell, tell them what they could do. At the very least. At the very least, you can go on to whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And if you just hit the follow or subscribe button, Instead of having to visit our website every time to listen to our podcast or visit our web website to see if we've updated our podcast, um, put up put up a new one, you can just subscribe or follow, and then whenever you go to that app, it'll just pop up the, our newest newest show. So it'll do what's called refreshing the feed. Exactly, refresh your feed, and so, you get the newest episode right there in your pocket. No muss, no fuss. Yeah, instead of waiting on Twitter and seeing if we released a new show, you'll just automatically get an update through your app. Yup, yup. If you visit the, those sites, you'll see it. So, and we're on SoundCloud, 
That uh, and also, if you are listening to us and like the show, the, another great way to help us out is to just share the uh, feed with other people on social media. Post it on your Facebook. Post Facebook, it on your Twitter. Twitters. Clamor. And add the, okay, that wasn't the least. I'll be honest. There is one more very, very least thing you can do. What's that? Just tell a person. Tell your geek friend. Is that what you want yes. people to do? You know someone who would enjoy this show. Just grab their phone. And if they're on an iPhone, get to the podcast, search for it, subscribe them to it. Or just tell them to visit Jock and Nerd. Just tell one person. If everyone can just tell one person to listen. Yeah. And, and, and you're like swaying with the mic now. You're and, holding uh, the mic and swaying uh, like you're kumbaya. singing. Because <laughs> uh, we're about to end. So I'm like yeah. trying to get the ocean vibe in here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking no, about. No, what are you talking listen, about? Listen, tell a person about the show. And if you don't like the show, please don't tell anyone. Erwin, did you have fun today? I'm telling all the trolls to listen to this so hate. they can write hateful reviews. And he presses good press, my we friend. We hate Simon Pegg. Fuck, I, yeah. <laughs> we, we hate Arrow. We Just hate everything. Write in. Leave feedback. Speak I'm, pipe. I'm I glad wish... you're not a shitty apologist anymore. Like I, you're starting to hate things. Fuck you, make it better. <laughs> I'm really working on my fuck you, make it better stance. How, let me know how that's going. You can leave a comment about that. Uh, but Erwin, thanks for being here, man. It was a, Dude, lot, it was of a lot of fun. Thanks I'm for having me. on. Uh, until Rexy's no longer needed here yeah. because we have Erwin. <laughs> we found sad. a replacement. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, st- I still need a nickname. Uh, oh, fuck. Viewers, write in. Let, let us know what Erwin's nickname should be. If you like Erwin, and write in. Yeah, tell us what his nickname should be and let us know if you want him back. And if you don't like Erwin, let us know what his nickname should be. <laughs> we'll also and if, use you, that and if you don't like him, we will probably still have him back, so your feedback means <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, my name's Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll hear you next time. Talking nerd. Hey, guys. The nerd here. So, obviously... I screwed up playing Rugboy's comment during the show. Far be it for me to deny the world Rugboy's brilliance. So, here it is. Rugboy's full comment in his entirety. Gotta warn you, though. This is 90 seconds of your life that you will never be able to get back. Hey, what's up, Imran and Jock? This is Rugboy. Of, I got a comment on the Flash finale where... The shit show, if you want to call it that. I did not like it at all. Okay, let's take, let's take it from the top as quick as possible. Uh, Eddie, alright, you find out he's related to the, you know, the reverse flash. You could have undone the episode by just picking Eddie in the balls really hard. He can't have kids, boom, you don't have to kill him. There you go. No, but really, okay, the fact that Barry wanted to, like, go and get his mom and change the entire universe, uh, you know, and upset the timeline, was completely retarded. I mean, you've got all these geniuses in there, and you can't figure out a way around it. I figured out a way around it, and I'm an idiot. What you got to do is Barry's got to go back in time, and instead of saving his mom from getting killed and leaving her there, he grabs her and brings it to the present. There, that way, uh, young Barry grows up without a mom, and, you know, still has to, and the father doesn't go to jail because there's no body, but the father might, you know, spend his whole life looking for the mom and leave him with the West anyway, so then he hits up with, with the West girl. And, you know, they have that relationship. So, and then you, the reverse flash, he can lot in that stupid cell that they have that doesn't have a bathroom in it. I mean, what kind of superhero uh, cell do they have in that, in that, uh, what do you call it, that, uh, 
the collider that they have, they, it doesn't have a bathroom. It's just a padded cell. There's no seat. There's no bathroom. They just sit in there. How do they feed them? They got to open the door. Who's taking care of this stuff? Is Cisco sitting there bringing them lunch and taking out their piss pot every day? Like I don't know. Uh, the other week, Peekaboo comes out of that thing. She's been in there for like six months. Her makeup is completely fine. Like her hair, everything looks like she's been fucking primped and you know, like like by hair and makeup all day. Uh, it's not realistic. It's poorly written. People don't pay attention to those details. What the hell else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So the reverse flash, it could have just left them in there. All right? And that's that. All right? Uh, I had something else that I wanted to say, but damn it, I can't remember it. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a Twitter account now. It's at Real Run Boy at the Twitters. And I really hate Twitter. I, 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 I want to call it Shitter. All right? Because that's what it is. But I'm on there. Come say hello. You know, send me some fucking money. You want to send me fucking anything you want. A sandwich, bologna, uh, salami. Just don't send me any kind of like, uh, like vegan shit. I'll punch you in the face. Alright, bye bye. <laughs>